Hi, this is Peter David, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. And when I think of you, I touch myself. That time I thought it might have been a little strong because I heard an echo. So it was a little but, echo, but that it wasn't the kind that slaps you in the face on the uh, when I process it. There's there's different kinds. If if no, if the echo appears in the middle of the woohoo, it's fine. If it, it appears at the end, no bueno, because it's just going to be compounded and multiplied an infinite amount of times. Not infinite, but you know what I mean. Yes, I'm infinite. And large. Large and in charge. Yeah. Seriously, the Slack has been on fire the past couple of days. Well, um, I can't speak for anyone other than myself, but I'm making an effort to, to check in at least once every half hour to 45 minutes and, and, and just reply to something. Because if, if you don't go on for a few hours and you log back on, it's like a deluge of Yeah. Oh, I know. Seriously. Yeah. I don't think the threads thing works correctly i love the threads thing yes but it doesn't include everything it may no no, it doesn't no it doesn't because i clicked on threads and i I scrolled down i was like oh i already read that one i already read that one so i'm in yeah because it'll say you're up to date but it'll only but then if there's then i'll go out of threads and there'll be uh channels that are lit and i'll go into them and there'll be messages that didn't appear in the thread one because they're not they're not a thread you participated in Oh, in order for you to see thread, it's it's a so it's not all threads; it's only ones you participate in. Correct. What yes. the, that's dumb. No, no because, because if it's lit, it means now that now that yeah. there there are posts in there that you can respond to, and then boom, now you're in a thread. Well, I yeah. think for like a moderator, it should be all threads. Well, that's, for whatever that's what the main that's what the main feed is, and you just scroll through. You're right. the main feed. Uh, <sighs> you're all salty and shit. But I'm not. But. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it though. I love the slack. Going back to Jewel Look Mark. at you all ready for the new millennium and stuff. Right? <laughs> you owe me a beer there, Dap. All right, man. 32 ounces. 32 ounces. Hey, everybody. How you doing? It's 11 o'clock comics, episode 654 times two this week, you lucky dogs. And I am Vince B. They, they are lucky dogs. And you are Vince B. And I am David A. Price. Yes, you are. And I, of course, am Chris Chavis, but you know me better by my ring name, Tatanka. <laughs> oh, man. That's a blast from the past. You're not Tatanka. Right? You're not. Tatanka. Yeah, Jason Wood, everybody. You know what Jason Tatanka means? Uh, I did, but I don't anymore. It's Buffalo. Buffalo. I used to, um, I used to play as him in the uh, Super NES version of the old WWF game. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Um, real, me. Real, well, <laughs> real, real. Um, so I was talking to before Vince gets to the business. Um, this this is a shout out for someone whose name I don't have on hand. It's it's um, I was I was hanging out at the meeting last week, and he was with some friends the night before, and while he was waiting for them, it was, it was at another pub he goes to, and 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 he um. There was a young lady next to him, and they were chatting, and they were talking about, and and so the topic of comics came up, and and Joe's 
uh, purview when it comes to comics is is basically the MCU. It, if if it, if it hasn't happened in the movies, really doesn't know about it. So, um, so she started schooling him, and and he was like, okay, wait, no, we got back up because he's like, because because she's she's like, well, like she dropped fucking squirrel girl on him, and he's like, I don't know what that means. So he he. he because he was trying to find out, you know, are, are, are you, because he's, he's a hardcore Tony Stark mark. Was and he trying to get up in there? No, 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 he wasn't. Cause he was, he, he I think she was younger, but, but no, he, he wasn't, but he, uh, he, he was, so the topic of comics came up and he then brought up EOC cause he whipped out his iPhone and he goes, well, you know, my friend's co-host of, 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 uh, the, the top rated comics podcast on iTunes and he brings it up and she's like, Oh really? And she looks at his phone. She goes, what's the name of it? So then she brings it up on her phone and we now have a new subscriber. Oh, nice. nice. All right. Good. Well, he may not have been trying to get busy, but if a woman stays around a guy talking comics, she's got to be interested. Agreed. <laughs> I'm just saying. She was trying to have him. And now we may have lost that listener. So there we go. No, I'm just saying. How about about this young lady? Correct me if I'm wrong. There you go. Yeah, exactly. uh, All right. I was trying to get up in there. Yeah, the truth is is preeminent. And you know what else is preeminent? Discount comic book service. That's right. If you're trying to get comics and get them cheap and get them fast and get them delivered right to your door, there's really only one place to go and that's discount comic book service dcbservice.com one more time for the people in the back of the bar dcbservice.com can get you everything in the previews catalog for a fraction of the price listed therein for example from dark horse we have yet another permutation of the black hammer universe this time around it's colonel weird in Cosmogog, number one, written by Jeff Lemire with yeah, art. Wait. Yep, art by Tyler Crook from Harrow County. What is going on here? Here's the solicit because I don't believe I, I, I read this. Um, wacky space adventurer Colonel Randall Weird leaves Black Hammer Farm and embarks on a strange journey through space and time for something that he's long forgotten. With his sanity and life at stake. That's a cumbersome sentence. Jeff Lemire's Black Hammer feels like it's walking two roads. One honoring the past superhero comics. And one forging a path into the future of the genre. And Colin Bunn said that. So you got to believe it. Cover price on here is $3.99. You can bring it home for $1.99. Next up, from Image, a brand new series. Illustrated by the amazing Chris Somney and Matthew Wilson. It's called Firepower. It's an all-new series created by Chris Somney um, and Owen Johnson's journey to China to learn about his birth parents eventually leads him to a mysterious Shaolin temple. The students there study to rediscover the firepower, the lost art of throwing fireballs. Hmm, Sounds a bit like Avatar, only with a power they claim will be needed soon to save the world. Will Owen Johnson be the first person in a thousand years to wield the firepower? I don't know. Read the damn thing and find out. The uh, trade is uh, $9.99. Is this a trade or is this an issue? Because it says the series first, premiere. The, the firepower? Yeah. It's This is... I believe there's going to be a free comic book day issue. Then this, this OGN is the prelude. It's volume one. It kicks off no the series. Kidding. And then... 
That's a good deal. The ongoing, yeah. yeah. Uh, especially when it's discounted fifty percent because the cover price on this is nine ninety nine. Flip it upside down, you're taking it home for four ninety nine. Good gravy. Where are you going to get an OGN for five bucks? Discount comic book service. Uh, last but certainly not least, from IDW, it's the Transformers eighty four colon secrets and lies number one written by simon Furman. back into the cybertronian fold Don't after tell a me long... guido guidi's drawing it uh, yeah he is oh shit art by guido guidi the man um and i pitched him all so i might as well do this one too simon Furman returns the beloved writer accompanied by the equally accomplished guido guidi and john paul bove returns to tell a new tale in the original transformers comic universe Hot off the heels of the successful Transformers 84 number zero one shot, as the Cybertronian civil war rages, Decepticon scientist Shockwave has encountered a new obstacle in the Decepticon's victory uh, and subjugation of the planet, an obstacle called dun, 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 Megatron. Three ninety nine cover price, bring it on home as. Uh, Robert Plant would say for a dollar ninety nine, DCBService.com. You're not going to find stuff cheaper anywhere. Don't even try. It's very true. Yep. Mm. Unless aren't cheap. Yeah. What are you drinking? Oh well, I got something that's going to make my man dap very very happy. Oh nice. Yes, mm. because I'm drinking the alcohol. Um, two fists in it actually. I'm drinking from Green Flash Brewing Company. A little something called Tropical DNA, which is an India Pale Ale. And I'm also drinking from Green Flash Brewing Company, an IPA called Soul Style. Okay. Yeah. Green Flash makes They make good stuff. Okay. You ever had them? I don't like the IPAs. Okay. I can't even do that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I tried it. Capillary action. Well, I'm going to make Dab happy, too. Because I got a four day weekend coming up off tomorrow, off Monday, heading down to Philly to hang out with our peoples. It's going to be fun. So, celebrate mode. I am drinking from Stone Brewing Company. Ah. Huacoveza. Nice. I like Stone a lot. Imperial Stout inspired by Mexican hot chocolate. So, it's an Imperial Stout brewed with chocolate, coffee, pasilla peppers, and vanilla. Mm. You had me. And then you lost me. Oh, the vanilla? No, the chocolate. Oh, well, it, yeah, that, that chocolate's the main ingredient in it besides the beer. So, yeah. It's wonderful. But I'm, gl- I'm glad you like it. It is fantastic. Let's see what the uh, alcohol content is here 8.1%. Woohoo. Mm. Mm-hmm. King, what you drinking? He's, um, like, he's like water. Uh, yeah, well, you know. Uh, actually, I should be because I may be participating in my first ever um, pub crawl Saturday. Look at you. Bring I may. Teaching old dog new tricks. Seriously. I mean, there's been a bunch since we've been here because you don't need a reason really for Restaurant Row to have a pub crawl, but this is this is the Lincoln pub crawl, and if, um, and if the minion is down for it, if he can recover after tomorrow night, then, um, then he and I may... Um, Hit it up, but we were uh, we were at one of our old liquor spots last night because Renee can't get um, 
some wines at the local places. So I walk in and I actually saw something that I've never seen from Apothic before. And it is an actual, honest to God, it's not a blend. It's not their Apothic Red. It's not Inferno. It's not. It is actually Apothic Cab. They 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 have a full-blown Cabernet Sauvignon. And if I am not careful, I am going to finish this entire bottle. Cause it you is, should finish it. That's fe- It feels so good when you do that. <laughs> not the next day, but... I do not have a four-day weekend, my friend. So... Um, but yeah, it's it's not it, it's not super fruit forward, and it's it's dark, and it's it's it just it goes down really easy. It's not sweet, um, but it uh, it's and, and I guess yeah, I guess it does say you know it it, it uh, boldly lingers on the palate, and it it yeah, it kind of does. But um, but yeah, I mean, Apothic makes good stuff, and and I like their blend. So I've I've had, a, and there's still that. Um, I can definitely taste that it's apothic. Apothic has a very um, not specific, but but I I can tell when I've had their wines compared to so many others, and and um, that that underlying uh, effect is um, is present here. Um, the same that I would get in in their blend, but yeah, very very tasty. Nice. I have a thank you. What you got? Oh, nice. I do. Um, well, I'm deficient because I should have done this last episode, but okay. I com- I completely forgot. Uh, John O. We love him. He's family. True. He uh, right out of the blue, I get a little package in the mail. John, I was like, what is this? Spongy. So I open it up, and it's a T-shirt. And on the T-shirt is Gojira. And who is it drawn by? Matthias Bergara. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. Crazy. And and it, he's so cute. He's he's like, there's Japanese on it. I hope it doesn't say anything like like I have a little penis or something. It says Gojira. Ah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's besides, a, I mean, the truth hurts, but you'd be like, you okay with living with that? Oh, shit, yeah. If it, if it said I have a little penis and it's yeah, Matthias Bergara Godzilla, I'm wearing it. I'm wearing totally. it. I don't care. So I, I want to thank my man John. He knows what I love, and it's an awesome, awesome. It's an awesome shirt. Yeah, and I will be wearing it to Heroes. Nice. Anything else before we? Uh, now let's get on with it. Dive deep. Let's get on with it. Well, last time around we talked up Star Trek um, more than yeah. usual. I mean, we gave it we gave it its proper's. I thought. Yeah, and I watched episodes two and three. Nice. nice. I didn't see three yet, so shut up. Oh, um, okay. Stop. I'm so, uh, in order to I was balance the feels, Dad. Yes. They're just gonna let it out. Let it yeah. go. In uh, in in order to balance the cosmic fanboy scales, uh, mm-hmm. we all have read from uh, Marvel, Darth Vader number one. Yes. For the Darth Vader. Yeah, for, I don't think it balances the scales, but go ahead. <laughs> Well, in in terms of speaking, it does. Uh, whether or not you enjoyed it is beside the point. But we talked Star Trek the last time. This time we're talking Star Wars. So that, in essence, does at least level the playing field between two episodes. Right? Well, yes. anyway, whatever you may think. Uh, written by Mr. Greg Pak. 
illustrated by Rafael Ienko, and color by Niraj Menon. Yes. I th- this comic, uh, for those of you that aren't immersed in the Star Trek, or stop, hmm, here we go, the Star Wars universe from Marvel, it's like, oh, yeah, I've seen the films, but you know what? I, I never read a comic. This would be the one to start with because it picks up right after. Literally. Like literally, that. right after Vader crushed Luke's dreams of ever becoming a professional bongo player in Empire Strikes Back. Right after that climactic scene where the hand is removed and Luke falls down the ventilator shaft, uh, join me together, father and son, we can rule the galaxy and crush the Emperor. No! This book picks up right then and there. And what's the rub? Well, Vader is pissed that his boy has grown up so misguided <laughs> and uh, has been led astray by the, the rebellion and and his uh, erstwhile parents, Owen and Aunt Beru. Um, he's just mad that the boy didn't turn out the way he wanted him to turn out. So he takes a uh, a droid with him and it's a forensic droid named Z67 takes the droid with him on an expedition of basically revenge to eradicate everyone that had a hand in Luke growing up the way he did uh, we all know that Annie's a little unbalanced but this this first issue um delineates the extent of of Anakin's odd manner of thinking uh he's he's just unhinged he starts on Tatooine as did the first movie if you're going to you know start a star wars story let's just start it on Tatooine right so uh Vader goes embarks on this little um mission clandestinely he does not want the emperor to know what's going on so he takes an imperial shuttle with the droid and he goes out and does his things and as he's approaching tatooine a bunch of uh ne'er-do-wells see it he's like "Hmm, imperial shuttle i don't see a star destroyer let's go see what we can get from this shuttle maybe there's there's credits or or even better on this thing let's go down and um give them what for so vader has uh, a contingent of death troopers with him and they get to tatooine and as you know um he's a little bit too late because uh uncle owen and aunt beru are dead he should have known that i think he did somewhere and um shmi is long dead. The ghosts of, of his past haunt him all through this thing. And he just gets pissed off. He's got nobody to, to take out his aggressions on. And um, he takes it out on the, the pirates who made the mistake of thinking he was an easy mark. Um, Vader loses 
some local imperial forces doesn't really care. They get the shit blown out of them by the the pirates. Vader's he doesn't give a fuck. No, Vader's engulfed in flames. The droid's like, ah, uh, sir, you uh, 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 doesn't care. Heads on over to the uh, to the pirates and just completely eviscerates them, uh, completely and literally. He he uh, lightsabers their ship to ribbons. He he just destroys these guys, and it's not enough. He walks away from it. He just wants more. He his blood's boiling. So if you're doing the hop, skip, and a jump in the progression of Anakin to Vader, where do you go next? You go to Coruscant, right? Because that was Padme's um, home base. So he's he's looking through Padme's old digs and. The droid finds a uh, scout transmitter, like a yeah transmitter, and so they. Uh, I thought that transition between him finding the scout transmitter and the next planet in line, which was Vendaxa, was a little bit abrupt. They yes, they, they, it was a little confusing to the point where oh, we found this transmitter. Oh look, we're on Vendaxa, and mm-hmm. and Jar Jar's cousin there is there, and Jar Jar gets you know destroyed by these crustacean creatures that i researched and found that they're used for um the the star wars universe equivalent of cockfighting okay yeah they're 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 creatures on which um wagers are leveled and they just kill each other in in arena combat i don't know i never encountered them before they look a lot like the brood to me they do Hundred percent. So Vader's on on Vendaxa, and these creatures attack, and they're nothing really to Vader. He just blah rips them apart with the lightsaber, and um, who shows up? Now this the the rebel transmitter led them here, so you would guess it would be a contingent of rebels on this planet, and you'd be right, but uh, they seem to be led by Padme. And we all know that that's not possible, or is it? And that's mm-hmm. that's when the the issue ends. It seems to be a larger sized issue than than your standard, you know, comic. Um, uh, I think as far as delineating the madness of Anakin, it's a it was a good issue because uh, throughout the whole thing, we see flashbacks of of. Um, Yoda anger leads to hate. hate. You know that that famous speech and and uh, Padme saying, "No, there's what are you talking about? You're, this is not how you're supposed to be." And and then there's still something good left in him, you know. But uh, and, and Luke just and the flashbacks are done in red, which I thought was a nice touch. Um, I'm, what did you guys think? I thought it started off a little slow. I thought, I mean, on the visual side, I thought the 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 illustration on the first couple pages was a little weak, but then once he gets, once we see Vader in his comfort zone, and the Emperor, and you know, we see the Death Troopers, and they're on Tatooine. I thought the illustration really rose to the challenge. Any comments on that? Oh, I I agree with you. Yeah, the Tatooine scenes were. Um... Were nicely done. Um, 
the flashbacks worked for me because this is it's i mean it the issue starts off after the crawl that you know for the first time um basically the first time in his life uh or the first time in many years rather um vader's path is uncertain because he he came face to face with his son asked his son to join him and um similarly the way he asked luke's mother to join him many many years ago and um and i thought yeah the, the thinking about what he's thinking about uh worked for me i i, I thought Pac did a great job telling telling that story um you would think that if everybody doesn't want to join you that maybe you're on the wrong path you would, but, you, but this is Anakin. Story. Yeah, so, this yes, is so Anakin. Still Anakin. Yeah. And I thought, you know, and, and speaking of Anakin, there were parts where, um, like early on, when uh, when when he's sitting there, with, when, when Zed-6 is like, listen, you know, if, if you want to tell me what's going on with this mission, and Vader just starts fucking around with his circuits, and he's like, eh, maybe you don't want to adjust my motivator, because, you know, only a trained technique. Oh, okay, well, all right, well, you know what you're doing then. And, um and and I I yes, as somebody who has seen seen the movies, you'll you'll know what Z six the 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 scenes, the situations that that the the records that he's he's referencing for Vader and 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 the the scenes he's trying to explain to Vader as far as you know and and Owen and and Baru lived here and and they were and we already know this and and of course. Vader's Anakin knows this, but because he's here um, with Death Troopers, with Zed Six, and and Zed doesn't know that obviously that who Darth Vader is, so he's just relaying information as matter of factly as as he has it available to him. Um, but it's that whole you know Vader knowing more than you know, and and the way that the creative team laid it out for us and explained it and i i thought i thought it worked really well i think it's it's as somebody who has not i i uh, not intentional or anything but i didn't stick with the old vader series i didn't stick with the the star wars series after jason aaron kicked it off and uh so i don't know what what went on with with the afro stuff i don't know where they left the comics before episode five and obviously now this is where episode five leaves off as far as vader's point of view i know yeah. the new star wars series kicks off from the the rebels point of view but um so i'm i'm i i, I enjoyed this issue a lot more than i thought i would so if we're led to believe um what it, the 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 text in this issue in the that marvel's comics are all going to be centered around the post empire era. I think. I think its relaunch is probably going to be so, so. So whatever, whatever this Vader series ends, whatever that Star Wars series ends, that's that's going to be right up before Return of the Jedi, and then they'll launch new number ones post Return, and probably I guess bridging Episode Seven. Hmm. But you were right when you said that they dog ear some of the best moments from the original, like Zed's looking around Luke's old digs 
And he's like, oh, a boy had an affinity for flying. And oh, look at this, a droid lubrication tub. Like he really knew how to take care of, of droids. And when you mentioned how he adjusted, Vader adjusted the Zed's, uh, whatchamajikis. Motivator. Motiv- but if Zed tries to communicate any of what he's learned yes. on yes. this mission, he, he self-destructs. Is he still Vader? Which is, is neat, still? but I mean, we sometimes forget that Anakin was the one that built 3PO. Yes. I mean, and apparently so did Vader and 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 Obi-Wan, but yeah, it it is it, it's true. We they don't they don't really remind us on a constant, but you know, it's not like this isn't Vader isn't the best he's at what he does and what I do is is take care of droids. He he's yes, he has it was a hobby and and he was damn good at it, but yeah, it's it's something there that you just know in the back of your mind. It's familiar, but yeah, it's it's nice to be reminded of that. It's not something you need to be hit over the head all the time. So it's not like anybody who didn't see the first three movies and then they read this and they go, "The hell does Vader know about droids?" It's like, right. "Oh no, Vader, Vader right. knows about droids." And but I learned something in this. I did not know that Anakin's father. No. Shmi's husband right. was Owen's brother. Yes. I did not know that. Because Anakin supposedly came about by um, a gift of God, right? Wasn't that the right. thing? Which, yeah. She, yeah. she yeah. never knew how he, she got pregnant. Yeah, right, yeah. Which I'm but, sure. but her uh, original husband was Owen's brother. That's why Luke was put in his care because Owen inherited the the Tatooine digs from his deceased brother right who was and, Shmi's well, husband yeah I, I don't yeah it was it, it was Shmi's husband but it was it was after um I guess I don't know if it was after she got her freedom from from Watu. It, it, when when Anakin went back to see her and and when um and when the Tuscans had killed her um he he went back to see his mom because he said he'd be back and um and that's when everybody said you know yeah she she was yeah, she was married to this guy and and then she was taken right and, right uh so and that's so when he never, goes and he kills all the right the Tuscan right. raiders I hate sand. yeah so he hates everybody but he uh I think he hates himself too well there's there, there's that there's a lot of self loathing in in Anakin um, yeah yeah um. Do you see that one meme where they they have um, it's like oh order sixty six and you have a bunch of little um, the little Jedi kids and it's like oh it's only Annie we're safe okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah okay uh-huh. Annie are you okay but yeah uh, <laughs> but I, I I'm noticing how, how how quiet Jason is yeah I, I finished yeah. this issue and I'm just like we're gonna be two for three. Yeah, I mean, I I was gonna say not to be the uh, the, the uh, sand in the oyster, but I, I I clearly enjoyed this far less than you guys did, and I, I just I guess unlike you, I, I I can't help but compare it to Kieran Gillen's run on Darth Vader from a few years ago, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. So to me, this was like, whew. I mean, I, hearing you guys talk about it, I'm actually like, oh, okay. There's more redeeming about it than I guess I took from it because I. I I thought it was like bad fanfic 
myself. I, I didn't, this did not resonate with me at all, particularly the art. I mean, I think I'm like, I'm actually legit shocked Vince that you were so complimentary of the art, because to me, this is like, very stiff photo refy stuff that you would normally be totally turned off by, I would think. Normally, yes. But it is a mainstream comic focusing mm-hmm. on a super mainstream film franchise. Sure. So yeah. I I grant a lot of leeway in right. the in those situations. Um it's not Lennel Francis Yu, who has sure. done Star Wars, obviously. But I I, I see a little bit of Zercher in it. From from time to time, I see some Doubterman. Yeah, uh, I, I oh mean, oh my God, no, there's no, there's not a single shred of Doubterman. No, but not it's, it's just, more detailed no, no, Doubterman. No, no. Like I'm looking at, I'm I'm looking at Padme, and and there's it's just some of the like not, no, Doubterman doesn't do a lot of details. He doesn't do worry lines. He doesn't do do a lot of um. No, he'll he'll, he'll fiddle around with some hair, but he doesn't. Doubterman doesn't do detail like other artists. Doubterman is more in the Kevin Maguire. Sure, school, sure, but sure. but I'm just but but I'm seeing some of some some of the line work, so some of some of the, some of the exterior lines, but the um, there's too much noodling going on in the facial features. Uh, there yes. there's some unnecessary line work, uh, not in the emperor because you can't have too much line work in his craggy fucked up face, but in in your your imperial officers in Luke, there's there's um. A bit of doubt on the part of the illustrator where uh, they're still in that more is more phase, I think, where they, they, I don't know how how much this guy has done, um, but. Yeah, I'd never heard of him. Clearly, he's talented. He just needs to refine and make a little bit better choices the composition is fine the sequentials are 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 very workable they're 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 clear there's nothing wrong with the sequentials at all it's just that i think there's a little bit of a tendency to add lines where they they're not needed yeah i can understand that and for some reason especially the 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 penultimate page there's i kudos because it the, the vader has an expression a little bit, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's that. I mean, that's. I mean, people get away with that with Spidey, with 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 the changing of of the right, eyes, right, right. But I mean, to have Vader's helmet show something, right, is because I even went back to look at like other panels. I'm like, well, if, if he's just talking to the droid, if he's just what you know, and it's not. But it, it's it's subtle in some cases. But yeah, it's. Um, I think no, it, the I, reflection is was a smart choice in that, the because the eyes are mostly re- reflected from whatever light source is in that room. I think that yeah. was very smart to do that. Agreed. Yeah. I, I, I don't really see a lot to, to, to hate with the art. I mean, I don't like to use that word, but dislike, I'll say, I, I think this guy's talented and, and in, in time, I think he could be a heavy hitter. That's, that's all you need. It's just a little bit of time. Right. You do. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed I mean, it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I want to, I, I'll, I'll, I want to read the second issue. I, I mean, the, 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 it's a hell of a cliffhanger, but yeah, I um... keep me posted. Okay, now <laughs> I, I just have to give Marvel props because I've been reading um, a bunch of Star Wars books, and the things I, f- I found most distasteful about the movies were obviously the prequels, but they're taking prequel stuff 
and making it work like that kind of uh-huh. that canon book that I, I i read it's all hinged on order 66 because canon's a a, a a padawan yeah and when the emperor gives the order to hey you know i'll activate all the clone troopers and kill the jedi he his jedi master gets killed so he's he's on his own he's like 10 years old or roughly and and he comes up on the streets hiding the fact that he's a jedi and he gets involved with ne'er-do-wells as many people in the star wars universe do but i i I think the series is was very good and they the whole thing is predicated on something that we laughed at in the in the prequel not laughed but we thought was just like a a desperate attempt to you know uh, increase the maturity level of those things that we saw in the first three movies. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I'm, and I'm shocked because I normally don't gravitate towards Star Wars books. I, I did, but as I've grown up or grown, I don't want to say grown up, um, they just don't attract me the way they used to. Like when, when Marvel series was out, I bought every issue. Mm-hmm. But that was a, a special time, right? Uh, tra- the treasury editions I had them I had the single issues uh, I had the paperbacks like whatever Star Wars Marvel put out I would gladly scoop it up sometimes at the expense of the superhero books but you know times and tastes change uh, I, due in large part I'm guessing to the prequels because I was super hot on the Dark Horse Star Wars books too I thought mm-hmm. Legacy was amazing. Legacy was very good. Yeah. yeah. I actually ordered all of that from my comic shop back in the day. Yeah, I think I, I think that's a phenomenal series. And Knights of the Old Republic yeah. were, was very good, too. Yep, have that, too. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah, that... Dark. Yeah. It, I, I, I think there's... Marvel's trying... I mean, if you put Jason Aaron on a Star Wars book, you're doing your best to legitimize what you're doing. And, and Aaron's... Um, run, which I'm reading too, is is pretty damn good. I had no idea that Doctor Afra was uh, an Imperial agent. I thought she was a rebel. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, really? she doesn't look like an Imperial agent to me. No, but she's okay. No, I never got conniving though. Yeah, well, yeah, and and in the in the one I'm reading now, there's a prison that orbits this sun, and uh, they have a bunch of. Uh, imperial prisoners it's a rebel prison a bunch of imperial Mm -hmm. prisoners on it and leia for some reason goes to this uh prison and because dr afra is incarcerated there and the shit hits the fan this this uh i don't don't think he's either rebel or uh imperial agent comes and he starts murdering all the imperial prisoners and and um leia's like what the hell are you doing that's not right, and blah, blah, blah. It, it spirals out from there. But long story short, Dr. Afra is a prisoner. I'm like, oh, you're, you're rebel. No, <laughs> n- not at all. I was just yeah, shocked. I mean, well, she was introduced in the aforementioned Kieran Gillen uh, Vader series that I read. Right. Which I that didn't was, I didn't read. Yeah, yeah. she was so, a major character in that, and she was so popular that they spun her out. Right. Maybe I should read that. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, I really I think that's great stuff. You should make it a book of the month. Who names their their kid Shmi? I know it was just it's oh, so George weird. Shmi. 
<sighs> so, uh, just to end the Star Wars discussion, did the midichlorians or whatever, is that out of the picture now, or is that still a thing? How the DNA... Well, the prequels are canon. I mean, obviously, the prequels are canon. Yeah, but they so... don't mention it anymore, right? Right. So, it's I like, think, yeah, so you know... I, I'm assuming they're just pretending it's buried deeply and not to be discussed. Okay, okay. Because I thought that was a very stupid idea. Yes, I agree. But I would imagine if Ryan Johnson wanted to work it into his tr- trilogy that he's going to make, he, he could. I'm sure they would let him. Not that I, he wants to, but I'm just Right, saying. right. I still have to see Rise of Skywalker. I, I haven't yeah. been. I haven't been spoiled yet. So, but I haven't gone on. I haven't gone on in my way. So, mm-hmm. so there you go. Cosmic scales are aligned. <laughs> Hey, people love Star Wars. Got to talk about it. It's true. Yep. They totally do. You could do worse. Well, I'm very glad that you waited until Greg Pock took the book over to talk about it. So that's good. I like Greg. I like Greg a lot. (laughs) No, I said, that's what I'm saying. I I like the Karen Gillan run very much. Then some other guy did it for a couple years. And now Greg Pock's doing it. Yeah. Greg's great. And he's Mm -hmm. a hell of a nice guy, too. He is a real nice guy. I would say that he has written my favorite Hulk story of all time. I would say that, too. I would say that for you, yes. I, yes. I, would, I would agree. How the hell... Bring back Wonderfolk. How the hell do you manage to outclass Peter David on, on, a, on a Hulk book? It, it, taxes, it, it boggles the mind. <laughs> <laughs> Zing! Now all you got to do is pee next to him, Vince. Yeah, that was a highlight. <laughs> First time I ever felt big. Large. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, good times, good times. They have the best one of cons. So, what else do we have? Baby, you're not everything. Um, well, we, that was one book we collaborated on. Yes. We also collaborated on another book. Do tell what it is. Well, fresh off of the recently released film, DC smartly brought back the best team to ever write this character. And that is Jimmy Palmiotti and his lovely wife Amanda Connor. And in they must have really broken out the, the wallet because they got Amanda to draw the book as well. She doesn't draw too many books these days. I'm talking about Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, number one. Prophetic title. Written, yes. Written by Jimmy and Amanda, drawn by Amanda, and it is a DC black label book. Which also interestingly, I'm I'm sure you guys saw the news, uh they have moved the Tom King, Mitch Gerrard's Doc Shaner, uh, Strange Adventures to the Black Label. Yes. Oh, that's good. It's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, for me, a huge deal because I absolutely adored Jimmy and Amanda's run on Harley. And I also loved their run on Power Girl. I think they're the best when it comes to the big two comedy writing i think they're they're they definitely are the, the the writers to beat so i was thrilled to have them back albeit for a mini series and the fact that it was black label was interesting because it allowed them to be a little racier than normal there's a lot of f bombs in this some other profanity there's some nudity mm-hmm. there's straight up death like straight up killing murdering blood uh all things that weren't in the vast majority of their uh main harley run cuz they couldn't so I'm, I, I now that said, I'm not sure 
if this wasn't a black label, if it wouldn't have changed, it, I don't think it would have necessarily changed it that much. Just you'd have skull and crossbones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, well, where do you see uh, the nudity? Well, I mean, you, they're on laying nude in their panties in bed with Harley. Right, yeah, but it's, it's nipple, all but it's all no, obscure. No, 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 you don't see yeah. no, you don't see any genitals or anything. That's true, but you wouldn't see that in a non-black label book, though. No, you wouldn't. And and I, they I might com- be like in bed with the covers on or something. I completely wouldn't. agree with you that the only thing that separates this from the regular status quo of Jimmy and Amanda's um, Harley is the language. Yes, and yes, maybe yes. the violence is a yeah, little bit right. And there's actual bloody death yeah but, yeah um and this picks up in a lot of ways where the where their run left off yep uh it does assume you have some kind of passing familiarity with that continuity because it's her and all of her crew shacking up together she's still got the dog she's got the hyena she's got the 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 you know the dead uh the dead animal sidekick she's got the egg dude sidekick like she's got like everything from the from the run, and a lot of that, if you if you hadn't been keeping up with that series, you might be baffled by and not quite sure what's all going on. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it, it essentially she has gotten herself in some trouble, as as is wont. She um, there's a flashback scene of kind of explaining how that series ended up and how they kind of got into some dire straits. Basically, the mortgage got foreclosed uh, on the the brownstone that she owned, and they're uh, in, in in a tough spot now. She was uh, on an island with her friend slash lover, Poison Ivy, and uh, she kind of fucked that up. And uh, she's got some scores to settle. Uh, Jimmy and Amanda bring Power Girl back in it, which was nice to see for a little little yeah. cameo. Um, but Power Girl's basically like, nah, girl, I got nothing for you. Like, I'm not going to help you. Um, and um, and it, there's, I mean, there's really not a lot plot wise here other than that she just she has a score to settle with these ne'er-do-wells and uh, goes about doing so and in the process she is reunited uh, on a train with um with some of the other uh, birds of prey and not coincidentally it is the it is this is the the heroines who make up the movie birds of prey so you've got you've got uh you've got uh cassandra kane you've got uh you've got huntress and you have renee montoya now these are the DC Comics versions of them, so not it's not quite analogous to the, to the movie, because in the movie, uh, Cass Kane is not a mute, and she is not a ninja; she's just a young Asian girl who pickpockets. Uh, and um, Rosie Perez is is Renee Montoya. Renee Montoya in the movie, and that's and it's she's much older than the rest of them in the movie. Um, and the Huntress, I guess, is relatively analogous, and there's no black and area at least in the first issue, so. Um, it's not not it's not spot on with the movie movie cast, but uh, I just love the 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 uh, patois that the two of them have writing these characters. I just think it's like putting on a comfortable pair of jeans, um, and uh, yeah, I loved it a lot. I loved it a lot, and it was great to see Amanda draw because she really hasn't drawn much. I can't remember the last thing I saw her draw, so um, that was a treat. And we're gonna get three more issues of it, so I'm very excited by that. This was an oversized issue. It wasn't quite 48 pages. I think it was 36, 37 pages. 30-something odd, yeah. Yeah. So. But it, it's got a real nice cover. It's, it's. I mean, like the, it's just like the, um, the question, the Death of Fixed Age or, or um, Superman Year One. It, it's, it's that same type of um, uh, glue-bound 
nice cover, nice that nice stock to it. Um, it feels really good. They still had a couple of um, they still had a couple of copies at the uh, at the shop um, that I was flipping through before we decided to to tag on this. And it's 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 weird because I mean you know we have the last god which is more comic book standard size and it's still on nice paper with a nice cover. Um, any other black label stuff is more square bound, larger. Uh, same thing with the Joker and 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 the Harley and the Lemire stuff. And but it, all those other black label books are illustrated in a way that uh, that 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 they are dark. Oh, maybe not the um, the one that. Um, oh crap! He used to draw um, uh, Wishblade and Aquaman. Um, super talented dude draws really pretty people. Oh, step on Sage. Thank you. Yes, yes. That that <laughs> book. That's that, right. That, it, he is. I can't believe I'm blank. Um, so his style was a little different than than all the others, and and yeah, I'll even include Jr. on that. But um, but yeah, because of Amanda's more cartoony style, it it doesn't. It's weird. I mean, and I've you know we've read the pro. We know that she can get down and dirty, and and uh, and there oh, are yeah, times where she she does that right, and and more here it's it's more the language than the drawings but but still it's uh or it's the innuendos more than maybe the drawings but uh, yeah i mean because you like you said you see, you see the everybody sharing a bed and they're on their panties and no shirt but i mean but then she'll as power girl flies away she's like hey maybe you know for the kids you can make that that that, that hole in your shirt a little bigger and it's just i mean there's certain things yeah, I, or, I did or when they're I, on the island that you got harley barely yes, covered up in a, yeah. in a bikini made of 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 crabs and that's and... that's my favorite panel in oh, the whole in the, in the whole book because um she's having a dream well not this part but it starts off with a dream where harley and ivy kidnap jimmy olsen and they they trying to get superman uh under their thumb and it leads to harley and mm-hmm. I, ivy on a real island and ivy forgets in quotes to put the anchor down because she wants to spend a lot of quality time with her rosebud and ivy legit gets pissed at her for letting the boat get away but so ivy's mad and harley's trying to cheer her up and she's juggling coconuts in one panel and the next panel she's playing uh puppet theater with the beaver and a, mm-hmm. and a coconut but in the panel that jason was describing she has her top off she's got a squid around her boobs and she's riding the beaver like a, a mm-hmm. mechanical bull and it's like wee I love that panel. The 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 motion in that panel just it, mm-hmm. it it's just such a happy well not for Ivy it's not happy. But Harley is just she's she's real in that panel. Yeah. I picture when they make these books that they just sit around at home writing the script and then try and make each other laugh. That's what oh, I, I, I would yeah. And I have the same mental blockage uh on i on harley as i do with vampirella i don't want to see harley nude ever interesting i'm all i'm all for it (laughs) no i like i like the cheesecake i like the side boob when possible um yeah she's very fetching but as with vampirella completely nude with everything out in the open no i can't have it they're, they're, I, I love the layer of titillation of teas that that mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I, I'm a late convert to 
Yeah, she uh, came P- on it late, yeah. Palmiotti and Connor's uh, Harley. Yep. And I, I very much enjoyed that run. I I very much enjoyed this book. I thought it was a, a whole mess of fun. I love the the threat of the Joker that looms over Right, at Harley. the end. Yeah, at the end, because they're coming back to Gotham, and he says, oh, I, someone I have a score to settle with coming back to, God, to town. But there was a uh, an epiphany, um, uh, a liberation of sorts of Harley in the old series where she's like, screw you. I'm not going to be under your thumb anymore. And she literally beats the crap out of the Joker. And well, just, yeah, just to be clear, that's the reason I love that Harley series. I, I, I was never a fan of Harley, the doting, crazy right. femme fatale to Joker who just and just tolerated his abuse. I, I never did anything for me. In fact, I would have said I disliked her. So um, if they ever go back to that in, in the comics, I'll be totally turned off and will no interest in Well, and that's the thing that I, 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 like you, I appreciate that from the original series where she's not arm candy. And, you know, like in Mad Love where she's, you know, Mr. J. Like, mm-hmm. that's cute, but I, I, I don't want to see a, a, a human being subservient to this, you know, crazed madman. Uh, just because. So, mm-hmm. so she gets out from under his thumb, and I'm thinking, why is she? She doesn't seem to be afraid to go to Gotham, but there's a hesitancy there because she's like, she whether she did it consciously or not, she's amassing a posse going into Gotham. Yeah, and I, I just hope she lays the smackdown on the Joker again, because that'll just reinforce what has been previously established harley's no who's writing the book i can't see them right the joker get the one up yet. right right i i hope so and i i love the fact that harley's completely confident in her sexuality she'll oh, hell yeah. she'll oh, yeah. she'll he's uh, omnisexual right and that's beautiful that's you know mm-hmm. because who's to say that you know poison ivy's very attractive as is power girl but you know, Red Tool has a thing for her, and she's got a little bit of a liking for him. And uh, we've seen it um, with the son of the uh, what was his name, the the big dude that got out of prison, and there was a romantic thing going between Harley and him. The son of the 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 landlady from the yeah 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 uh, you know yeah, I forget yeah, his yeah. name. Yeah. Um, but I I like the fact that she'll you know jump across the street when. The the wind blows her that way, and I I think that's that's incredi- incredibly strong. She doesn't mm-hmm. care what you think, nor so, should she. But yeah, the, the drawing is just amazing in this, and it's 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 almost understated a lot. Like yeah. the, you know, it, she, Amanda's not trying to convince you that she's good. She knows she's good. Mm-hmm. So it's just all beautiful character and 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 figure drawing. And, and my second favorite panel is when um, Huntress comes into the the bathroom and Harley's changing or the the room and Harley's changing and she's like, "Should I wear this or should I wear this?" And the the one in her one hand is the semi traditional roller derby ha- Harley costume, red and black, and the other one is the one from the movie. With yes. the with the and she's like, nah, don't wear that other one, the one mm-hmm. from the one from the movie. That's that's great, because this is not that Harley. Yeah, I would. Um, I'm not sure we're going to get a sequel of this Birds of Prey movie now that it got off to a rough start. But if it does pick up and they do do a sequel, because I'm sure they have contractually these actresses tied up for a sequel, if they want to do it, I would love to see Poison Ivy brought into the mix. 
Oh, sure. I don't understand why she hasn't been. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Boggles my mind why you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, if there was some nudity in this book, maybe Power Girl or um, not Harley, but somewhat maybe maybe Poison Ivy, DC would be printing money because you know that there there's a huge fan base for this stuff. And if Amanda stepped over that line, started doing full on nudity, not only would she, the the circulation of these things would, I think, go through the roof. Her original pages would go for big bucks. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. But it's nice to see that they have a little bit of restraint. Mm hmm. Because if I was behind the controls of this, it would be a debacle. There'd Even be wanting more, right? Right. But uh, yeah, I have no restraint. So mm-hmm. it would be crossed in the DC universe. <laughs> <sighs> no, I think this was a, a, a worthy read. I loved it. Nice. Yeah, I'm glad you suggested it. Yes, sir. Yeah, I know. I, you must admit, and this is probably a bad thing, but I, I just don't pay attention to how much comics cost anymore. Like they've broken me of that. But I did see a few of our Slack brothers and uh, sisters mentioned that they were interested in the book but probably weren't going to buy it because it was i think what is it 5.99 for was that right is that how much this was it's either five or 6.99 i don't know i got the digital it is it's it's oversized it's it's a it is but they were making the point that i guess um, it's still not i mean it's still not a ton of pages but there's still there's a lot on these pages Uh, a man it is not scrim so Uh, yeah and there's a lot of of dialogue so i think it's not a quick read at all you get uh, yeah, if, yeah I can't, if, i'm never going to begrudge someone from saying a comic is too expensive for them to buy because lords know it is a very expensive hobby and it is and i think in general comics are overpriced relative to other things that uh you can spend money on that take up your time so i'm never gonna like if if, if something's just at your breaking point i get it no harm no foul but I just, I guess they've broken me of that. For a while, I did think about it a lot too, and be like, "Oh, I'm not buying three ninety nine comics." And but they've broken me of that. I just, I buy what I, I'm interested in. Well, right. I, I, well, it's. it's oh, go ahead. No, I was. I I make this analogy all the time in my head, and um, as one that is completely immersed in the comic realm and has been since I've been five years old. I got to chuckle because there's no way I would ever do it. But if you wanted value for your dollar, mm-hmm. pound for pound, mm-hmm. the uh, prose arena with your science fiction, you got superheroes, you got your fantasy, the writers in that arena by far are better than than comics. And there's, I, I don't sure. think you can argue that, right? You, right. You, so the average price... For a paperback book these days is probably ten bucks, anywhere from seven ninety nine to nine ninety nine for a regular standard size, not the bullshit oversized ones that they came up with about ten years ago to get you to spend more money on a book you mm-hmm. would normally have paid you know five ninety nine for. Mm-hmm. Just a regular paperback book that'll probably take you a week or more to read in your spare time, and you're gonna drop five dollars, four dollars on a comic. That's going to take you maybe twenty minutes to read, and I know we've we've all been through the. Uh, it's not the the duration; it's the experience. I I completely understand, 
But if you wanted the best return for your entertainment dollar, prose is the way to go. Uh, Bradbury, Asimov, Lovecraft, like you, there, there are King. King. There are countless authors out there that just crush the best comic book writers. But it's, I know it's apples and oranges. But what I'm saying is, if entertainment is your goal and you want to extract the best value for your entertainment dollar, comics are not a good return on your investment. Yeah, and and there is no perfect equation because I go to concerts and oh sure one, one could credibly argue that that's a super big like like for your dollar right you go for maybe three hours and right spend hundreds of dollars and you've heard the music before and you can hear it again and uh, but it's an experience or um, how about me spending twenty dollars for a vinyl record that lasts sure. less than an hour sure right that's or, ridiculous or going to um, going to the movies I mean yeah I, I have, as you all know, I have three sons and a wife. So if we all go to see, like any of the, the superhero movies, we all go to see together. So you figure that's 80, 90 bucks for the tickets plus another 50 plus bucks for snacks, which we could which is basically ri- buy for free at the grocery store. And, ridiculous to me. Right? So it's 100, 125, 150 bucks to go to see a movie. But then, but then I will cringe at the idea of paying like 12 bucks for. On, on Apple to buy a movie digitally, right? I'd be like, no, I'm not. Yes, it. Uh, yes. Like, yeah. that's stupid. But like, I'll go to the movie and spend 150 bucks to see it once. Yeah. Like, it just see it once, walk out. Yeah, not, it's it's it's, yeah. it's there's no there's no rhyme or reason to it. I, no, I, 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 no, I I haven't bought music in years because I subscribe to Spotify. But um, but and then but similarly, like, but I'll I still buy fucking Blu-rays. And I never watch them. And my wife's like, you could just stream that. And I'm like, no, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, I but with you, it's all the bonus content, right? It's documentaries. Oh, it's all about the bonus content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. for days. Yeah. Uh, my, my take usually is I'm not, I'm not going to – I try to stop myself from saying it's, it's not worth the money. Because if – whether if, – if, so if somebody buys Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey right now, cover price for six, seven bucks mm-hmm. – and we find it in the back issue bins for three for a dollar. It's still, I'm not, I, I can't tell somebody it's not worth it for me at six bucks, but it's worth it for me for a dollar because it's the same thing, no matter what the price is. So if it's, it, it's, it, I'm not, I'm not judging the story. I'm not judging what, what's on this page based on the price. If, if I, I'm going to just, judge the story if, if yeah yeah no, you have, that's, that's all well no that's completely fair but you have to admit if if we're at a con and we're we're looking around and you see a book for cover price you're gonna waffle i'm gonna no, yeah, you I'm, see no, that I'm book for a parking dude. right you want, right i want to save my money there are but, things that and I, the, the 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 number one prime example of this in my case is ollie's i will turn my nose up at a trade paperback in the previews for, e- for even at half price but if i see it for four bucks at ollie's hell yeah i'm gonna buy it and then i'm more likely to read things that i find for that price only because mm-hmm. we spend hundreds of dollars per month on comics it is yeah. a ridiculous expenditure that we make every month mm-hmm. but we do it and we love it so who's to say who's right and who's wrong if it works for us 
it, it works. Yeah, yeah. But no, we at the at the here, but, it, but I guess the thing is, you do you. I'm not going to get. I'm never going to get mad or, or give someone a shout oh. out if they're just like, oh, I'm not going to read that book, even though you guys recommended it because it's too expensive. Like I totally get that. Sure. Because we all have our things. We all have our peccadillos. Like my uh, my boss at work, he's great and he's very very generous financially. But there's but but he will you know he will drop two thousand dollars on a new computer monitor because it's a curved screen and he thinks it'll look better in in the office than for our sec for our admin than than a regular monitor but like he'll lose his mind when he finds out that the plant and flower service is is you know a hundred bucks a month you know what i mean like it's right. we all have our things i get we it. all have our things that we're yeah. cool with and things that we're just bought by so but so if if you wanted the best return out of your dollar i would definitely just read paperbacks because they're illustrated by the best artists ever your your brain. Well, that's an interesting debate about what is really your best bang for your buck. Because then, if we're talking prose, you could just go to the library. Oh, it's free. Yeah, even that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Pro, pro. Or, and that's why I always laugh when when like when people say, "Oh, I'm going to cancel my Netflix because they raised it two bucks." No, you're not. <sighs> like for thirteen dollars a month, you can watch hundreds of hours of stuff. Yeah, Netflix is a great value. I I know people like to. Go I off think it on is the, the best value of of the of of ubiquitous media consumption. Like of all the things we all generally like, a lot of people spend money on that's not a niche thing. I think it is easily the best value. Yeah, I agree completely. Because that money we're spending too goes for the whole family, right? Like I have, yeah. I got five people in my family, and they all watch the Netflix. Yeah, I and think they're they're incredibly short sighted in giving you multiple logins for that price. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that they do it. But as well, a bit, not only that, I could see them letting you in the same household have multiple logins. But the fact that it's still set up where people people can and do share passwords across the world. Yeah, it's crazy. I have a coworker who could more than afford it, but they share a Netflix password between he and his two siblings who live in three different states. And he says all the time, "Well, at some point, I know Netflix is going to change that. We're just going to have to all subscribe, and I'll do it in a heartbeat." But until they do, we just we just use the same login. All they have to do is tie it to an IP address. Hundred percent. That, that's it. Well, or they could do what the other streaming services do and just make it no more than X number of concurrent users. Right. So you can have two streams going at the same time, but, but three and you're no go. Like that's how Hulu is. Hmm. In Hulu, yeah. I don't know if there's. With the, I don't, we don't have the the. We do. We do not have the commercial free version with the commercial version, but but with that, you you can have two streams going at once. So sometimes the the, the boys fight because they're all trying to watch something. And only and one of them can't get in, but works itself out. Yeah, I don't have the Hulu yet. I don't ever watch the Hulu myself, but I think it's the service my sons watch more than anything. Because it's TV shows, right? Yeah, uh, it, no, not always. We've we've watched a few movies. We we I, thanks to Spotify Premium, we we have it, and and my wife watches it a lot more than I do. She'll she'll go to sleep to uh, to Family Guy sometimes. She watches. Um, she likes uh, David Muir, the news anchor on on ABC. So she'll watch. If she doesn't watch it that night, she'll watch it the next day, just because she likes his way of telling the news. So um, it's all lies. We've anyway. watched. We, we've watched. Uh, we've watched uh, a bunch of movies. Actually, Vince, they have um, uh, Frank Miller's Will Eisner's The Spirit. I mean, we we've watched quite a few movies. They have the. Um, the the Batman and Me the uh, the Bill Finger documentary. So, oh, I mean, nice, there's, nice. There's there's things that uh, that are on there that I definitely 
need to see. So, um, and that's where we were watching. Uh, we were catching up on Rick and Morty. But um, if I want yeah. to watch the Spirit, I would just take it down off the altar, the special <laughs> Super Duper Edition Blu-ray, and watch it. Of course, it's not a You're bad the movie. One who bought it. You're the one who bought yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My man for Suits is in there, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and there's there are some very fetching women in that movie. It's 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 a yeah, good looking it's, movie. It's it's ridiculous because yeah, it's and even Frank's in it. Sure. Yeah, Frank's in it. Um, did you see? Uh, so did you not get super caught up on Lock and Key? Because there's a couple cameos no, in Lock no, and Key. No. I, I won't say it then. Yeah. No, I watched the card because that was like we said. I was grooving on that first episode, and I figured episode four's looming came out already, and I haven't seen that one though. But um, so I just wanted to I wanted to catch up on that because. Like I said, the lock and key. I haven't heard anyone tell me, "Oh my god, you gotta watch it." I've heard people say, "Yeah, it's worth, it's worth it," but it's not, it's not, it's not like the comic. And then I've heard other people tell me it's a disaster. So I just, I just doesn't doesn't feel like something I need to prioritize. Yeah, well, you're smart. That is yeah. one of your one of your character traits. There we go. Yeah. What else we got? I don't know, Dap. What what, do you, what have you been reading there, buddy? Uh, let's see. I um, you had this British ice on your list for a minute. No, that was I. I, I read it um, for a minute. Yeah, It's actually it's not. It's it's and it was in my previous video, and it was something I was I was looking forward to. And um, so so British ice is a OGN published by um by Top Shelf, uh, and it is by a Mr. Owen D. Pomery and I the Pomery has a nice simple style it it's um it's a little bit more detailed than uh than Chris Ware or or or, or Nick Trasano who did Sabrina last year um that, that I read last year I'm not it may come out earlier than that but it's it's um it's it's set in night 1984 and uh there's a um there's a person there's a uh harrison fleet uh he is sent to a um he's sent to an island uh it uh, the british arctic territory consists of one main island with several smaller ones surrounding it including inaccessible rocks and underwater formations uh its exact location cannot be disclosed due to an ongoing political dispute but it is part of the queen elizabeth islands within the arctic circle now at the end of this book um it's explained that uh, despite the occurrence of similar and relevant events none of what you have read in british ice ever happened but Pomery does a great job of, of setting up the scene and introducing characters. And it's, I wasn't, I wasn't really sure what I was going to get when, when I ordered this and, and, and when I sat down to read it, um, cause the solicit, it, it, there's part of it that for anyone who remembers the, the, the Robin Williams, um, Al Pacino movie insomnia from years ago, Part of it reminds me of that, where uh, here's this one one lone white man um, surrounded by indigenous people, um, and he's basically kind of just the commissioner. He's he's the one who is making sure that for Queen and Country, um, this is 
England's land. Um, I'm here to oversee you all, but obviously I'm an outsider. And, and uh, the house he resides in is the house that was built from the person who first settled on, who, who found the island, the, basically the, the English Columbus, who, um, who decided to, to claim this land for, for uh, Mother England. And even though people were already here, uh, so yeah, so so the English are kind of looked at as as out. they're the people on this island. The natives aren't aren't really keen to have an outsider claim that you know someone else now owns where you live. But uh, the characters that are introduced um, there's there's of course Harrison, and Harrison's got a bit of a pedigree. His his uh, his father was well thought of, and in, in, uh, his father was a commander and well respected in uh in the political and and uh and governmental circles uh so i when i finished it because harrison's supposed to be here for about three or four years and and uh and he's fine with it he figured he could handle it because he's also been out you know on on the other side of the world where it's been hot and dry and, and, you know, so this is just the opposite of that, but he's, he's, he's fine. He's used to being alone and, and taking care of things back for, um, part of the job for his country. And this is kind of a short, it's not a short story, but I was expecting a lot more. Um, and that's on me, but I was expecting a lot more, maybe slowly going, insane or crazy because he he is somewhere far from home alone the only one who, who he doesn't know the language and and i was kind of just waiting for things to start to unravel uh and and also you know even though pomery lets you know which days have passed by if it's if it's you know if it's if it's day four or or, or day 87 um things move kind of quick. So, and he's, he's, I don't even think he's there for a whole year before we get to, um, before shit starts hitting the fan. And, and, uh, and there's, there's a mystery in the house that, uh, that he kind of uncovers. And he realizes that the, the reason why England claims this island um it's kind of all a lie and and it's it's going to be an ever-ending cycle the natives are going to want to harm whoever england sends because it's it's their way of getting revenge and and it's going to just be an endless cycle so harrison is is trying to stop it and uh it's just it's it's weird i'm 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 doing it awful job selling this and 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 i don't mean to i i think it's it's an interesting story it's just between the art style the 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 length of the story i guess maybe the way the story is told it 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 wasn't as gripping as i was hoping it would be and 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 as i'd say someone else might enjoy this devour and go this was fantastic and and it should be on you know everybody's best red list but it's just one of those things where i mean i i think the way the characters interact with each other you have that there is a, a a relationship of sorts with Harrison and and the woman who runs like the the general store, um, but but again because it's 
it kind of moves quickly and it's it's not a very lengthy story any sort of um emotional entanglement or 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 attraction or courtship uh never really takes off so it it's it, a part of it i feel and this is me that 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 there might be um some misfirings here and there but but overall i think you know from from start to finish Pomery definitely tells the story he wants to tell and it ends the way it should end. It's just, I think if it's almost when I finished it, if I was going to compare it to a movie like the transporter transporter is a great movie. If it was going to be rated R and you actually had a chance for it to breathe as it is because it's like a PG 13 movie and it's kind of like a 90 minute flick things don't really have a lot of time to to really flesh out. You get the you know who the character is and what he believes in and what he wants to do, but it's just you kind of blink and it's over. That that's what this kind of felt like. I wanted I was hoping there'd be more meat than than there is, but it was still um it was still something I'm 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 glad I tried it. I'm 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 glad I gave it a whirl and 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 I definitely think it's something I'm I'm glad Top Shelf put something like this out. Because uh, it really doesn't. When I when I think of Top Shelf, you know, you think of like Owly or Cork or something like that. It, it's and yes, and they do have other books that that are a little bit catered towards the adult. But um, this, I I I thought this was it, and I know it was in, and I saw because it, it was in the IDW section, and obviously IDW and Top Shelf are in bed together. But um, yeah, I just it it just it it was just kind of quick, and um, and when I finished it, I knew what the story was. But I just, I, I guess I was just expecting more because I, I the the solicit was a full page solicit in previews, and I was like, this is, I'm, I'm excited for this. And when I opened up my DCBS box, even in the review in the reveal video, I was like, I, I'm, as soon as I'm done recording this, this is what I'm reading. I'm really looking forward to this. And I'm not saying I was let down. I just wanted, I was expecting something a little more. Mm-hmm. I have it too, and I haven't read it, so now I'm like, oh. But see, now I want you to because I I want to know if maybe I just glossed over something, or if I didn't, if something didn't click with me and I missed it. So if mm. if when you do get around to reading it, then we can definitely have that back and forth. It, it, there may not be a point counterpoint. You might be like, it might be a whiff for you. It might be great, and I just I want to know. But it's it's um, yeah. I like I said, I was looking forward to it. I think maybe I just had higher expectations and 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 that's not that if this is what probably wanted to do and he did it you know kudos that that that's great it's it's it this is a case where it could be completely on me he um you know it's it's i'd like to actually i'd like to see what else Pomery has done so i have mm-hmm. something I, I have a reference point so maybe i can find out if maybe he just does things that doesn't click with me or maybe this was just a miss and and other things he's done were might be home runs, but sure. um, but yeah, I, I think I, I think it's it's interesting, like I said, because it is uh, a work of fiction, um, but it might be in the sense a work of fiction if like you know someone wanted to tell the story of what's underneath the White House, and and it's like you know, well, this is all bullshit because nothing's really under the White House, wink, wink, you know. But it, it's I don't I don't know if something like this actually could exist under um, British rule or if anybody 
is doing anything like this because for the most part the world's a big place and we don't know what's going on everywhere but yeah mm-hmm. no i i think um i yeah i'm 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 glad i read it uh i i wish i could sell it more to you uh but basically just just what i read and how i felt about it that's that that's where it lands not everything could be a home run it's true wish it could but it can't it's all good what else we got um i finished a series that i i for some reason had not kept up with although it wasn't wasn't intentional just one of those things you know things fall through the cracks spoke on the first issue after it came out very very happily so and then quietly the other four issues of the miniseries came and went with nary a mention and that is killer groove by aftershock uh written by ali masters with art by owen marin jordy belair on colors um uh, i have to say i just to recap to people that, that may not remember, um, the the series starts where we're introduced to, um, I guess a, you could say a protagonist, I guess, this uh, blonde-haired wannabe musician in L.A., down on his luck, not having much, not having much um, success in his life. Um, things aren't going well. And... Just through happenstance, he happens to be walking home and he sees two guys fighting in an alley. Looks like one guy's being attacked brutally. So he intervenes and saves the guy and uh, ends up um, killing the assailant in the process. And he's very apologetic and feels awful about it. But um, But as it turns out, the person he killed, who was certainly trying to hurt the other person was actually the victim in that the person that he saved was a hitman who was trying to take that guy out. And that guy was just fighting in self-defense and the hitman is struck by the fact that uh, our musician friend was cool as a cucumber during the whole thing. Didn't flinch, didn't bat an eye. And so basically says, dude, if you ever need a job, you want to help me do hits, let's do it. And he takes him up on it. And the reason for that is because after killing the guy, he gets an incredible surge of creative juices and he starts writing songs that people actually want to listen to. And he starts getting some momentum. So he effectively becomes partners with this guy. They become hitmen together because every time he kills somebody, it is uh, great for his, for his musical career. And the, the, at the same time, we're introduced to an ex cop, um, who is, um, she was disgraced. She was a good cop. And then something happens where, where she's kicked off for taking bribes and uh, it doesn't quite add up. You're not quite sure. Cause she seems like she wouldn't, she would be above that, but nevertheless she was kicked off the force forward. And she, um, she is now a somewhat down on her luck private investigator, as I guess most private investigators are in these kinds of noir stories. Um, and she is tasked with, by a little girl to, help find her little girl's dad. Um, and then during that process, uh, the private investigators uncle shows up and he's kind of like a father figure, a little bit 
haphazard, but uh, but but he gets intermixed into all this too, and you can see where this is going. The the her quest to solve this murder um, brings her ever closer to our musician, and uh, and they they intersect. And uh, like all good noir stories, it doesn't end with a happy ending. It ends with a very matter of fact ending, um, where justice is effectively served. And um, I mean, it's a big twist. I'm, I don't want to give the twist away because then have no point reading reading the book. But um, but it's it's essentially a noir story set in the seventies. Uh, well, I guess late yeah late seventies. No, I, I, well, I don't know what. Yeah, I, I guess the late seventies. I'm just trying to think in terms of of some of the historical reference points, but um, about a guy who is inspired to become a killer for his musical interests. And let's just say that uh, he, he has a very fitting ending to his, to his journey uh, as a result of the life choices he's made over the course of this five issues. Um, Ollie masters wrote the kitchen uh, that you may all know from the recent movie. So he's, he's definitely got crime chops in his blood uh, I thought the story was well paced. I I thought he did a nice job of introducing us to a few key characters, but not overwhelming us in five issues with too many interests. We we basically have three different story arcs that are intertwined, and I think that's just the right amount. Um, but the the big story for me here is 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 Owen. Um, we've known Owen for some time now. He's been on the con scene. He's an Irish artist. One of uh, the, the Declan Shalvey crew. He, he came up through Declan. Declan basically is his mentor. And uh, we've, we've interacted with Owen in that context, got a commission from him, so forth, so on. Good guy. Uh, and this is his first big break in American comics. And I thought he crushed it. Um, I thought the sequentials were on point. I think his, his, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a gritty, gritty style. It's, it's thick black lines with um you know these are not hyper detailed pages but i think they're all the detail you need to tell the story it's 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 definitely a busier image than say like what you would picture a somni but it's definitely of the same spiritual school um and i thought it was really well executed and i can't imagine that if this is what owen is putting down in his first foray into us comics what this dude's going to be doing in 5 years cuz I mean, he absolutely crushed it for his first for his first effort. So yeah, two big thumbs up. Uh, this is a book that finished up in November, um, and again, my my absence of finishing it it wasn't intentional. It's just just one of those things fell through the cracks. But um, I'm sure the trade is out at this point, and I would highly recommend it. It's uh, Killer Groove, uh, and uh, yeah, Aftershock. Cool. Yeah, I would normally say this is probably something you wouldn't like, Vince, but now that you're all about criminal, I think this might be right up your alley. Oh, I read the first issue. I liked it well enough. I think the covers yeah. are covers are great. It's yeah, just another yeah, another one of those things that it just um again slips through the cracks. I know, I know. Yep. Uh did either of you read um well, first of all, are you reading Ghost Rider? Not I read the first that. issue. I I'm trying to catch up. Hmm. So you didn't read? There's a tie-in called uh, Mother of Mother oh. of Demons. Yeah, I saw it at the shop. I didn't. I, I haven't read it yet. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, I'm just trying to. I don't know how I can 
go too on it. Yeah, do go too deep uh, without letting a whole lot uh, go. It's it was written by Ed Brisson with uh, Roland Boshi on art. Nice. Oh, yes, Dan Brown did the colors. There's a power struggle going on. Uh, Johnny Blaze is the king of hell. Yep. Yes. And um, Lilith, who's always had a problem with uh, the polar opposite deities, uh, she's trying to suck up to Johnny, and Johnny's not having it. So she tries to make a deal with Belasco. Um, her her body's giving out on her, and she basically rebirths herself. Uh, there's an uprising in hell, but the I'm, the thing that I took away from this issue is Danny Ketch is not in good shape. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all, man. And uh, what do you mean by that? Uh, well, I guess Belasco did uh, a number on him and okay. immersed this sort of corruption in his body. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I did not read that because I'm not current on the Ghost Rider series which is my problem and because Aaron Cooter's drawing it I should be I ordered the trade didn't get it yet so that said I'm not current on Ghost Rider but Got this it. was I figured this was a one shot it's sexy as hell cuz it's Roland Boshi I'm going to read mm-hmm. it right and and Danny Ketch is is trying to drown his his sorrows in in alcohol and and he goes to a convenient and on his way out who's waiting for him but jack-o'-lantern and jack-o'-lantern starts getting in danny's face and blows up the liquor store and he's not Mm -hmm. danny's like thrown against the ground and he all of a sudden he pulls this sword from his gut this giant green sword and he and he transforms into this being that i guess belasco had a hand in creating Mm -hmm. Uh, and if you're a Spider-Man fan, you're, you're very familiar with Jack-O-Lantern, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I really think maybe you should, you should read this issue <laughs> and it doesn't have anything to do with Spider-Man, but, um, let's just say the aftermath is akin to, uh, Halloween night when the kids are in the neighborhood and they're smashing pumpkins <laughs> it's okay. it's not pretty man it is it's brutal uh i i i need to know more about this danny ketch character because uh, i think the costume's really cool it's it's uh i i don't even know where to start with it but he he has a helmet that almost covers his entire face the only thing the helmet reveals is the bottom of his nose and his 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 mouth and 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 chin but it has like horns and uh it it's a cool costume but again i don't know where it came from so okay so when you say no more about this danny catch character you mean this incarnation of the danny catch character not not, how he got from right no i know i know danny catch but uh i'm just checking he's it's all the the costume's all green uh i i i need to fill in some blanks because if if you're going to show me images of lilith yeah 
you know, half naked throughout the book drawn by Roland Bashi, I'm going to read the damn thing. Sure. Because visually, it's it's a stunning book. Um, mm. Not not intricately detailed, but again, it's Roland Bashi, so it's it's very uh, the the line work is very earthy. Um, I, I think he did a phenomenal job with it. Uh, Belasco is appropriately menacing uh, and regal looking, uh, but when when um, she's trying to make a deal right with with Belasco. And she's like, "Hey, Belasco," and he's on his throne, and you know, uh, she she goes up to him. She's like, "Let's combine our powers." And the, when she says it, she's leaning over, and you know, Lilith's costumes are like all open in the front, mm-hmm. and you get the cleavage, and it's just a gorgeous drawing by Bashi through the whole mm-hmm. thing. But I I have to admit, I'm a bit lost. So maybe I'll go back and and just before my trade comes and just read the digital versions of of the new Ghost Rider because I, I I really want to to know how Danny became whatever this character is. I think. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Um, I I am not current because I was <laughs> I don't was I was never not. A Danny Ketch fan. It's just when they brought Ghost Rider back, I'm like, hey, great. And I find that it wasn't going to be Johnny Blaze. I was like, all right, whatever. But, um, yeah, I know that eventually it was, well, not eventually, during, way back when, it was explained that that, that Danny and Johnny are brothers. And then... Um, right, yeah. And then in the Jason Aaron run, I think, there was a connection as well. But... Um, to yeah, me... And, J- and Jason's using them all in the Avengers right now. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, because I know he was using Robbie. I didn't. Well, I didn't no, know about the well, other he scene. is. Rob, I was going to say Robbie is part of the Avengers, but in the the latest arc, Robbie gets sent to hell. Well, more like his car does, and then they realize that uh, all the prior Ghost Riders are involved in a in a bunch of shenanigans, and uh, and then of course Cosmic Ghost Rider shows up. So nice. All the Ghost Riders yeah, are going yeah. on in Avengers right now. Well, in my mind. I grew up with Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze is always Ghost Rider. Yep. Same, yeah. Yeah, Same. so yeah. Same. when when the Mackie series started, I was like, who the hell is this kid? I'm not a big Danny Cash guy myself, yeah. I it's, don't it's, I don't it's mind all, him. It's, it's the Kyle Rayner thing for me. It's like you're not you're not yeah. the original step back. I don't like the current one either, to be honest with you. Mom, I'm not I a, don't dislike Robbie, but yeah, no, I get it. Right. Um I think it's a breach of contract when you go from a bike to a car. Put him in a car, yeah. yeah. Although they, they, we've had dudes on horses, we've had like oh, true, yeah. true. Well, the original, yeah, Ghost Rider was on a horse. Yeah. But to to me, Danny was always the 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 dick to Ghost Rider's Bruce. Yeah, you know sure. he he was always the apprentice or the yeah. learning to use his powers and and I, yeah, and it, it it lasted the length of the. The Mackie run, I thought it was fine, and it got better for me when Spirits of Vengeance started because then I got sure. some some damn Johnny Blaze, right? Um, right. But uh, Johnny Blaze will always be Ghost Rider, and I, yep. I can't look at Ghost Rider and not mentally, anyway, return to my teens 
my early teens because that's when I, you know, you discover Ghost Rider and it's like, wow, this character's cool in the orb. He's got an eye on his head. This is great. And then, you know, you, you grow up and you get Danny Ketch and things don't, aren't the same anymore. But why should they, <laughs> why should they be the same? Right? Um, sure. the, the, that golden age doesn't last long. So that's why we uh, we call it that and why we remember it fondly because it's very fleeting. And um the, it's nice, it's good that Johnny Blaze is the ghost writer now because then um it gives me something it compels me to read it. And and when you got somebody like Aaron Cooter drawing it, that's just another uh that's great, baby. That's entices <laughs> me even more to read it. So mm-hmm. um no, I thought this issue was was fine, if not a bit confusing, uh, but visually it is, is stunning. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing, and it's it's very much in line with what we saw during J- Jason Aaron's run. Because if I remember correctly, Bashi did a good chunk of that, right? Yes. Yeah. Indeed, he did. Yeah, so it doesn't stray far from the mark. And mm-hmm. I've read the the eight, the Jason Aaron stuff. Uh, late, I was late to that game, so I've been reading it in those epic collections, and I, I think it, uh, Jason did a fine job with the, with the characters. When doesn't he? True that. Yeah, I do. Do you don't get no argument from me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. But no, this is cool. But uh, I have to admit, and I'm going to get side eye from both of you. The the real hook was the the Philip Tan cover. <laughs> I I love Philip Tan. I know yeah. it's great. Maybe that's why you like the Vader book. He's kind of like Philip Tan. It's so no, oh. he's not. He's he's so not. <laughs> um, I gotta be honest with you, as someone who's marking out about the Hill House books like a couple weeks ago, I'm kind of feeling like a lot of them have fallen by the wayside. Meaning, like still loving Basketful of Heads, sure, but. Dollhouse family starting to lose me. Like I'm, mm. I'm like pretty confused about what the hell's going on. Uh, read the second issue of uh, of um, is it Daphne Byrne? Is that yes? The one with Tilly- yeah. Well, that's the one I expected you not to like. Yeah, no, no, uh, no, for sure. Um, but I just gave it a second issue. Wasn't feeling that. The Danny book, Lola Woods, not hot. It's, it's, it's. You I know, don't know, I'm kind of feeling like it's down to basket full of heads in terms of books I think are super high quality. Nah, I think the plunge is going to spin you around. No, I'm I'm looking forward to the plunge. I haven't read. Yeah, I mean, that's, well, it's not out yet. So but. no, right? As I'm saying I I ordered it, but I yeah, that I'm hopeful that I mean I'm not saying that the the, um, the the imprint is is doomed. I'm just saying, but of the ones that are out and that I'm reading, I, I I'm feeling like I was pretty high on all of them, and now I'm kind of down to just one that I'm really liking. Yeah. Um. I buy two in physical form. The uh, Basketful of Heads and Daphne Byrne. But I pre-ordered the plunge because Stuart Eminem, you're yes. not you're not gonna get that? Like come on. Of course. Listen, yeah. Eminem Eminem retired two years ago. Now he's not retired. So I'd buy any Eminem book. Sure. Regardless of the subject. Exactly. But um I like the fact that they're all miniseries. Sure. Because then, uh, you know, if something doesn't click, you you pick up the pieces and you move on yep. to something hopefully um, more with more resiliency, let's say. 
But mm-hmm. no, I've I've enjoyed, uh, w- with the exception of Lolo Woods, I I've enjoyed everything that has come out of uh, this label. This Are you it, caught up on Dollhouse Family though? Um, what's the current issue? I read to number Four. three. Oh no, then I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but I think as it stands now, and you know how much I love Kelly Jones, Dollhouse or not Dollhouse. Um. Uh, basket full of heads is by far the best looking. Oh, Leo Max is crushing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm glad that the imprint exists. I mean, it's oh, me too. I just yeah, I was super. I was thinking like, oh my god, this is like what a what a because you know DC has tried a lot of these sure. imprints and many of them come and go. And whether it be Azarello's crime thing or the uh, you know, there's been a bunch. I mean, yeah. Uh, but this this was. And it still may be, but but I'm just saying, like I I every one of the solicits I was stoked for, and I just find myself now being all in on one, and and I'm still technically reading Dollhouse Family. I mean, I just read the issue that came out, but I, I'm just feeling like a little lost. I lost my way. Now, I think it's only six or seven issues, so I guess I'll finish it out. But I don't know. I'm just I'm a little uh, untethered with that one. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you should mention the. Azarello uh fronted um Vertigo Crime books. Uh because I was hot and heavy on those. As they as we all were yeah. when, when the first salvo of them. Um even like the Constantine one was great. Uh and the Azarellos were really good and then uh didn't Somni do one? Yes. I was loving them and then all of a sudden as we are we have a tendency to do for whatever reason, I pulled back. Now I'm trying to get them all back again. Whenever I see them, I buy them. Okay. Yeah, and I, I I have to do an actual search to see just how many of them were released. Because I'm thinking there was at least 20 of them. No. You don't think? No. I think it was more like, like seven or eight. Oh, I think it was definitely more than that. Let's see. We have the power of the Google at our at our fingertips. Uh, here we go. Boop 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 ba da ba bum. This is scintillating radio. Mm-hmm. Uh boy. Yeah, Vertigo. I don't get. I'm not getting anything from the DC site, so I don't know. I, I'm I'm not sure. Sickness in the family. Uh, it, it, there's no list of of just uh, Antonio Fuso did that. There's no list of just how many there were. I'm sure there is out there. I'm just not finding it. But um, I would say that there's more than seven, probably less than twenty. <laughs> it looks like there were sixteen. Oof! I wasn't too far off. Yep. And they were. Where'd you find that? Send me the Mm. link, dude. Don't be like that. (laughs) There was Sickness in the Family. There was Rat Catcher. uh, Noche Roja. uh, Chill. Somnis was Area 10 with Christos Gage. Uh, 99 Days. Dark Entries. Which is interesting because that was drawn by Werther Della Dera of 
something is killing the children and I wasn't I don't remember connecting him to that so I want to go back and check that one out uh, the ex the executor uh, Andrea Moody um, Cowboys which was Brian Hurt on art History of Violence Filthy Rich uh, Bronx Hill uh, Fog Town and then the three road to partitions so there you go one of the goals from Heroes, if we s- it, that's the one of the goals from Heroes. If you see it, tell me and I'll buy it. Okay, see it and be it. I remember some of them. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm looking at these. I, mean, I remember all of them in some way, shape, or form. I don't. I guess I owned most of them. But I, and what was the, what, what was the year these were being published? Years. Um, two thousand eight, nine. To about really that late, okay. Yeah, damn. Jason, other years attached to that that list. Um, I'm looking here because I've had a tradition had to be out before because I mean that that movie was out before 2008, so I mean it had to be. Oh, no, the the tradition one was after the fact, it it had no connection to the original, right? Right, so they just stamped that, they 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 added it to the imprint later, right? But correct, so yeah, correct. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't offhand, I don't know the. Let's see. Oh, okay. Just like anything that came out during Paradox Press that they wanted to reprint now, yeah, under Black Label or something. Okay, all right. That's another. Yeah, editions are definitely added post after the fact. That's another imprint that I scoop up whenever I see them. Paradox. Yeah, yeah, I would like to. I don't have. I, I, There's I have a, one. A lot of Kyle Baker in that. Two thousand and two thousand and ten. All right, makes sense. Yeah. It was right when we started the show because I remember that. Um, we went deep on Filthy Rich. Yeah, and also when um, when Salazar and Neesman had uh, put on Windy City, and I went for that, um, one of the big panels was Azarello with Suntress um, moderating to talk about these. Hmm. Nice. So, all right, so that had to be after we were doing the show. Well, as you know, my tastes uh, in regard to the crime have changed. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going back and I'm trying to get all these again. I, I have, I think, three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They should be relatively easy to find. Probably not the like, late. I don't think they're I don't think they're in like particularly high demand per se, so. Yeah, I would think that the they're all pretty cheap except for maybe the last 3 cuz I'm sure the print runs were low on the last Right, bunch, right. You know. But whatever. I'm sure Jay Tomey will tell us. <laughs> no doubt. He's probably got copies of each. My man. I love that dude. I know when I look at my phone and the Twitter says 11 next to it i'm like oh jay listened to the episode (laughs) he's 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 banging us with comments that that is the i mean that he's the kind of friend slash listener that you want he Mm -hmm. he not only listens but he contributes he comments i I love it yeah he's the best it's one of the main reasons i stay on twitter yeah yeah i agree me too yep well i'm more on twitter than i am facebook anymore I just I, I just had a falling out with Facebook. I I I've been I I've un, unfollowed people that I find distasteful and if this person instigates comments from people I found distasteful I I unfollowed them too. I just I I, I just swabbed the decks and now it's a better experience. Nice. Word up. Not a great experience. I still find Twitter to be more um mentally stimulating than facebook 
Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. And neither compare it to at all to the slack. It's true. Oh no, no. Come on. That's that's the yellow brick road. You know it, fam. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. Hey. I hope, we hope that you've enjoyed this here shindig again to this week. Maybe we'll you know do it again next week. I don't know. But we Never do have know. we do have a book of the month coming up. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a special surprise. Spring it on you, book of the month. Because we we didn't really plan accordingly this month, and we got to give them some notice so they can potentially read along, right? Uh, you want to do it now? So did we agree on what we're going to? Yeah, gonna we read? did. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay, we, uh, yes. we have a Vince's uh, choice. It's actually yes, it it was my choice. We are going to read Gilbert Hernandez's. The Troublemakers. Nice. There's a page from Birdland in the comic uh, link auction as well this month. Oh. oh, no. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, that book is, that's raw. I know. That's raw. Um, I got to say, there's a Birdland page. There's your Commandy 8 page. There's a cover from Grendel, uh, Christine Spar cover from Matt Wagner for DAP. It's like a, something for everybody this month. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I can only dream about that commandy page. Uh, if I was going to yeah, spend I mean, them... I, listen, I'm not going to tell you that $5,000 isn't an obscene amount of money to spend it's on stupid. art. I know you never would, but, but it, it's surprisingly low. I, I, w- I was thinking in today's market it would have been significantly higher than that. If I'm going to spend $5,000 on a Jack Kirby page... It's going to be from Commanding Number Nine, and since Eric Larson owns the entire issue, that's never going to happen. Oh, nine is your favorite. Yes. Oh, I was thinking eight was. Oh, I must no page then. No, eight is great, and it leads in a tracking site, and it, it it eight is the 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 inroads to nine, obviously, but it's not nine. No, um, right. and if I had my druthers. My my Kirby page would have one of the bats on it from number nine attacking the balloon with Commandy and and uh, yeah I I love that's my favorite issue of all time and that's the the if, I want it but I'm never gonna get it and so I I resign myself to the fact that Eric owns the whole issue God love him I I hope he's at least it's got a good home right oh sure somebody who super appreciates it yeah. But he's got more than one. Like, why would you want... Oh, he's got way more than... I mean, he's got hundreds of Kirby pages. Yeah. No, he's got more than one Kirby complete issue. Oh, right. Yeah. Why do you need more than one? That's just being greedy. (laughs) Yeah, you're being greedy now. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Oh, you're adorable. We should tell him at the next con that he should just hand over one for you, too. Well, he told me, last time we spoke to him, he said... I'll sell it, but I will not sell a page. I will only mm-hmm. sell the entire issue. It's like, who the freak can afford that? Eric Larson. Then. Maybe not now. Now he could sell the issue. And so you're, you're figuring 5000 a page, 20 pages minimum plus cover, that's $100,000, right? Five times mm-hmm. two is 10. That's a... <laughs> That, you know, that's a, yeah carry the, the zero that's uh-huh. that's a hundred grand for the issue yep it's just ridiculous oh, it, is. it is ridiculous 100%. that's not it's not counting the cover 
And the cover no. to cover to friggin' nine is amazing. So mm-hmm. whatever. So now I got to put Eric Larson in the show notes. Eric Larson, who owns too many commandy books, in the show right. notes. Whatever. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so yes, thank you for being here with us. Uh, if you would like to experience more of the eleven o'clock comics experience, come to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, everywhere. We're permeating the globe like a coronavirus, and that's not. <laughs> a, I, it's a bad analogy. I'm it's sorry. a much lower mortality rate. Yes, we make you virile. Hopefully. Uh, in the meantime, solicit our sponsor because they got the books you want, the price you want to pay, such as Colonel Weird, Cosmogog from Dark Horse and Jeff Lemire is $1.99, Firepower by Chris Somney and some other guy. You notice I'm not mentioning that name, right? Is uh, $4.99. It's not interesting. And um, from IDW, you get Transformers. Why the book you don't find interesting? I find Chris Somney very interesting. Hells yes. Yes. I don't really find the person he's working with all that interesting. Um, he's your he's Charles Soul to me. Mm. No, he's not. Oh, yes, he is. No, yes. he's not, though. What do you mean he's because, not? Because you you spent many, years and years yeah, reading I'm, and enjoying this guy's work. Yeah. Yeah, you've read him in totally Fred Walking Yeah, but once you're, once you're in on the formula... And he repeats the formula time and time and time again. The work becomes less interesting and less compelling. And you see he's just playing that same old groove over and over and over again. He did it in Walking Dead. He did it in Invincible. It's the same, let's abuse my darlings uh, at your expense. Who's going to pay for that? Nobody. Whatever. Um, From IDW, you got Transformers 84, Secrets and Lies number one. Simon Furman, Guido Guidi, Jason's Giddy, dollar ninety nine, com. In your travels, I've only read the first issue of this, but I have received the trade paperback collection in my last box. I'm going to read it for next episode. I hope you will too. It's from Image Comics. It's by Sean Lewis. And art and lettering by Hayden Sherman. It's yeah, called. It's called Thumbs. Yep. I'm reading this for next time because it is one of the more striking books to come out in a, a long time. And um, like I said, first issue can't really give you an approximation of the quality of the book yet because I only read the first one. But if I'm basing my opinion solely on the visual, it's a home run. And we'll see what happens with the story for next episode. So join me in reading Thumbs by Sean Lewis, Hayden Sherman, Image Comics, 1999 trade paperback. I will join you. Yay! Uh, Yeah, because I did read the first issue and I figured I was going to wait. And um, God, it looks good. I'm glad I did. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely looks good. Um, in your travels, uh, this also came out yesterday, and I had to read it as soon as possible. Shout out to um, to our boy, Hassan. Um, continuing the truth storyline and Superman versus Mongol, it's Superman number 20 by Brian Michael Bendis and 
Iman Weiss and Joe Prado and Ocular Albert and uh, Alex Sinclair and Jeremiah Skipper on colors and a lot of double page spreads in this issue, uh, not just with Superman fighting Mongol with the other members of the United Planets, some of them looking on, some of them actually maybe going to attempt to attack Mongol. Uh, but there's some double page spreads of the staff of the Daily Star where they're having a really it's 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 text heavy in spots, but uh, uh, a conversation about uh, a discussion amongst the reporters and the other journalists. And um, basically there's one reporter in, in particular who seems to be a little put off because, you know, Clark Kent being Superman is totally unfair to every other journalist out there because he's the story he's reporting himself. He's the first person on the scene. If they want to get a Superman quote Mm -hmm. and a lot of it is, is, is logical and factual, but you know, it's, it's the one reporter's like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that this, our job should be a level playing field. He basically homeboy saying the Superman shouldn't be able to do the same job. I'm doing and do things that he can't. And, and it seems like the editor in chief is like this, this, you know, everybody in this room can do something that, that, that this one particular reporter can't do. So that's not, that's not really the, the unique situation, but what, what's your opinion of that? I'd, I'd like to know that whether or not, whether that, that, or not that it's unfair, the that, le- level playing field. I no, I, I, um, and what's interesting is 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 another reporter kind of uh, no I don't how how, how am I going to word this um no I'm 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 okay with the way things have played out over the years because it's not he doesn't Superman doesn't solve problems or 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 fix things and then runs to the daily planet to write about it he still does i mean there are things that we all do i think we all do that we don't we don't expect credit for we don't we don't do something say i hope somebody knows that and i did that or let me go write about it so everybody knows what a great thing i did it's he's doing what he was brought up to do he's doing the right thing and whether anybody sees that or doesn't he's still going to do it so if he doesn't rush to write about it and say oh and superman said this on the scene he's he, i also think that clark kent the person who was brought up by the kents knows that it is unfair if he were going to do that because because his first interview uh with, with he was going to do the interview with, with with lois and then but in order to get the job at the daily planet yes clark kent broke that story what? but go ahead no, I was gonna say, what is? I am reading Superman, but I'm furious about what is the point of him maintaining his life as a reporter now that he's gone public? I, I don't like under what pretense would a guy who's spending every waking moment saving people all over the, the universe like it was always a stretch to wonder how he could also devote eight hours a day to write write to be a reporter? But it was like, oh, but he has to protect his identity. I mean, now that he's out, like, what would be the point of pretending to be like of maintaining Clark Kent? Because I, I think because it's it's his adopted planet, he still he he doesn't he he doesn't I don't think Superman thinks he's above everyone else. And if he were to be Superman in the Fortress of Solitude twenty four seven, 
overseeing everything and making sure everything was fine in the world, that would put him above everybody else. And I don't think that mm-hmm. I think he's just he has powers and he has abilities that he can help people, but he is not trying. He's not trying to tell this world what they should or shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. He still goes by whatever the laws of man are. He's if, if someone's robbing a bank, he's going to stop the bank robber, whether or not that bank robber needs money to pay his rent or, or get his grandmother some medicine. That's listen. Yeah, you're I'm sorry. Your life sucks and, and, and you're struggling, but you still shouldn't do this to fix that. And, and that's against the law. And that's why I have to stop. you. So he's still he's I, I think he's still, uh, for lack of a better term, us just he has powers and abilities and and it's i don't i this may be the first time she's appeared in in since the new i don't know if she's appeared in new 52 but bethany snow is works for the daily star and and she mentions how um there was an incident uh not too long ago where superman had an airplane and, and prevented that airplane from crashing into metropolis he caught it before it fell into Metropolis, would have killed everybody on board, would have killed whoever it landed on. But she she finds out later on that the same person who 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 rescued this plane and all these people also works for a rival newspaper. And he didn't write the story. It, 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 Bethany Snow wrote the story, and 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 some dude uh, with a free newspaper. She says, but but so he, which is again proof that he doesn't he doesn't go to save the day. So then he can rush and and send Perry the story. He still he just does what he does. Him being a reporter, I always thought that that was so he could have the kind of job where he could dip out and save people. He can't be a school teacher because he's got to be somewhere from 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 8 to 3 every day and and he can't, you know, cut out during homeroom or something. So he can't be a teacher. He can't be he can't be at a job where he can't be a, a surgeon because you're on call, you need to be somewhere. He the being a reporter let him talk to people and 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 have conversations with people and get a feel for who's looking up at the sky at him and like I said, being a reporter just gives him that flexibility where I don't always have to be at a desk, and 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 I'm could be I'm I'm chasing a story. If I'm not at my desk, I'm chasing a story. Meanwhile, yeah, I'm also fighting the parasite and toy man. But as Clark Kent, I'm just not at my desk because I'm on the beat. And and so being a reporter just made sense as far as I was concerned. Um, but no, and so I don't I don't think his him being him being Superman makes it unfair as far as as far as a career or, or or reporting events i don't think that's um it's unfair yeah i agree um whenever i hear the phrase level playing field it, it's such a preposterous concept there's no such thing as a level playing field no it's a, it, it's it does not exist in reality. There'll be there'll always be someone on the playing field that's more intelligent than another person, and therefore will make decisions. Let's just say a sporting event. They'll make decisions and direct their body to move in a way that someone without that level of intelligence, or maybe there's somebody that is just physically superior through conditioning to another person mm-hmm. there there's no such damn thing the olympics for that i mean as a level if, if, if it's if it's, i'm the same grade at work if, if my title is the same grade as someone else in my department but their skills 
are stronger in networking and and I might be able to troubleshoot hardware we're not we're not the same we on, on on in a paycheck on paper we might be equals in quotes but you know it's not if 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 he was given an opportunity where he could improve based on the knowledge he has then by all means go for it i mean yeah. that's yeah, you're right. yeah it, it's it's is, the is, the old everybody gets a trophy bullshit yes. that that yes. totally incenses me because it it squashes squelches personal achievement and or natural ability in favor of somebody who does not have that ability and just wants the same chance you don't get the same chance right if you if you put yourself through the same paces as that person that you're decrying and and learned and or did things with your body to make you what he is then yeah sure but you you can't say, oh, well, I want the same chance as you. Well, then you should have earned it. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I, I mean, I, that, that's one of my pet peeves, that bullshit and whatever. Um, but I, I totally agree. And I I almost hold it against Clark that he doesn't use his abilities more in his role as a reporter. Because all right, say you had the mutant ability to face through walls like Kitty mm-hmm. and you were mm-hmm. a police officer. You wouldn't use that ability to save people? Are you kidding me? Why? Why not? You have oh, this. to save people, absolutely. Yeah, and and yeah, I think. And he, if 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 he was as Clark Kent, and and a safe was falling out of a window, he'd use his super breath to to blow somebody out of the way, short, right, you know, without right. killing them, and just having them trip so that they're out of the out of danger. Um, I could see him doing that. With the cop thing, yeah, to save somebody. Absolutely, face through walls. But sure. then, then it gets then it gets crazy because it's like, well, are you phasing through walls so you can plant evidence, or 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 you know, it, it's like there's the whole chain of custody and and. Well, so I, all I would look at is whether or not you save the person, and whatever That's right, whatever steps you took to do that, I would totally dis. Uh, I, I would overlook them because you saved the person. The end justifies the means. And and I know that gets into a whole different argument, but in this simple instance, using a mutant ability to save someone is not a detriment to your honor just because there are people that cannot use a mutant ability to save that person, right? You have an advantage. It's That's nature. There's things in nature that have a, 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 an advantage over other things. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you can you can you know I don't want to get into a whole manufactured advantage, i.e. skin color. That's a different thing. That was completely contrived in order to, you know, subjugate other people. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about right. just natural abilities and and earned abilities. I yeah, I think Superman should use his his powers to get the best story. If if you can travel to another planet to get a story, why not? Well, yeah, but then with Perry, it's just like, oh, right, so what are your sources? Well, Superman, well, who can corroborate that? You know, I mean, there, there are, but yes, if, if, and, but the fact that, you know, he, he saves people, but not to think that, not with the ulterior motive where now I'm going to write about this and it's going to be an awesome front page story. No, if, if someone else can, can write about it, then, then, then fine, go do it. But that's not, that's not, I didn't save these people so I could go right tell their story. The, and, the story was a byproduct of my saving. Right, it just and happened. There's a, um, there's also I'm not gonna spoil it. There, there's a reveal. There's another character who appears in this issue, um, with with an interesting 
setup. But um, but yeah, I just uh, and and things that happened during back when um, the Legion appeared and and recruited John. Um, somebody was recording that event and sent that to the Daily Star. And one of the things that um, that Superman said when the United Planets was being formed was that um, I'll, um, I will speak for Earth in these matters. And the reporters at the Daily Star are like, well, who the fuck just made him like king of the world? So um, deal with it. That, that, that little offhand remark is, uh, is, is might, might come back to, to bite him in the butt. But uh, yeah, Lois is, is, um, uh, um, the hell's the word? Uh, the, she's caught, um, leaving her apartment and, uh, and is ambushed by, by Bethany Snow and, and is being, uh, thrown a bunch of questions at her. So, so the issue went there, but yeah, I mean, we, we, uh, Superman's in space doing all the fighting and then people are dealing with, with some of the fallout from, from his truth, um, on earth. But yeah, um, it's it's a chatty issue and it looks fantastic, but uh, but yeah, um, it's it's it's. I read it yesterday when it came out and I had a blast with it. So yeah, in your travels, Superman. Yeah, I saw that you read uh, Superman Heroes. I did. Well, I don't want to speak on it because I didn't enjoy it. But I, I know, I know, you didn't, one, I didn't bring it up. One thing I did enjoy, the only thing I enjoyed about I'll, it, I'll cross my fingers. Go ahead. Was the booster gold? sequence okay see now that was cute I, that I, that's I what that I, was the, when booster's like oh my god thank you yeah, thank you i i've been fun. holding it in for so long yeah that was cute that, I, enjoy, that, I enjoyed that. that that was that that was a great scene um and 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 well done by mike uh there was a um the the double praise trip with all the heroes and their reaction um some of them sounded off to kind of proof that, you know, Bendis may not be able to write every character, which is fine. But my favorite, um, well, yeah, I, I, I did enjoy the, the Jimmy Olsen cause, cause he explained how, how he knew when, how, how, how long he's known and when he, he knew. But, um, but I think my favorite story was the, uh, the, the tale where, um, Superman went to go talk to his old teacher. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought the art was great, but the fact that, but the teacher's like, listen, you know, because um, because Clark basically was, he didn't have to, but he was like, listen, I now that you know who I am, I, I want you to know that you know I could have, and I was frustrated at times, but I didn't cheat, I didn't, you know, I didn't speed read, I didn't, you know, I did everything the way I. I should have, and and the way you know a, a, a non-powered person would have to handle class, and and the teachers like, listen, I can assure you, in all my years of teaching, I have never had a student cheat their way to a meager C minus average in my class. So yeah, I I know that you know you didn't cheat to get a passing grade, but um, it was one of those for me. It was one of those touching moments. But yeah, the the fraction Lieber, Jimmy Olsen pages were. We're cute, but no, you, you're right about the booster gold stuff. That was that that was that fun. was, it was it was. Sorry, Jason. No, it's all good, all good indeed. Um, in your travels, uh, I I saw something today in a Marvel comic that made me squeal with joy. Ooh! Wow! Yes. Today, 
you all know that uh, that uh, the current X Force series has prominently featured my girl. <laughs> but you also know that I've been frustrated because I absolutely adore Josh Kassara's art, and I've been communicating with him frequently. However, a key part of the story was that Domino had her skin flayed off, and so she has been horribly scarred on half of her body throughout the run, which is uh, hard out here for an art buyer. <laughs> and she is continuing to heal. Luckily, she is healing, so that's good, uh, thanks to some Krakoa micro-weaving technology. But in issue number seven, which is, as all the other issues have been written by Ben Percy, but uh, but Josh is taking a two-issue break after six issues. He'll be back for issue number nine. But issues seven and eight are drawn by Oscar Bazaldua, who I like very much. And uh, I most recently read uh, when he did the Gambit and Rogue book, uh, uh, Rogue and Gambit book so to speak. Mr. and Mrs. X. Yes, thank you. That was it. Mr. and Mrs. X. Um, but either way, this is a dope-ass issue. So they're still picking up the pieces from, recall, so for those that don't recall what happened, uh, a group called the Xeno, X-E-N-O, a uh, human anti-mutants group, uh, knew that they couldn't get to Professor X or anyone else on Krakoa, because they're not mutants, so they captured Domino, flayed her skin off, and created a uh, weaved her cellular structure into their suits and were able to uh, parachute into Krakoa and kill Professor X. Um, this is gets back to what Dap was talking about a few weeks ago where they addressed all that um, when they brought X back in X-Men, but you didn't, if you just read X-Men, you wouldn't have seen him get killed. So it was a little bit confusing, but uh, in any event, now they're putting the pieces back together and uh, the members of X-Force, uh, including Sage, my girl and Domino are trying to figure out what happened they're tracking the Xeno. Um, and in this issue, it's pretty cool. There are seemingly unconnected assassinations happening all over the world. But Sage determines that they are connected because everyone is a sniper assault that would, by her account, be pretty much impossible for anyone to do. Just crazy angles, crazy circumstances. And they figure out that, that someone is basically displaying the same kind of luck powers that Dom has. Coincidentally, since Domino was attacked and had her skin flayed off, she does not have her, her luck powers. They're not working right. So they they put all this together and they track down the assassin. Uh, Domino goes on a high adventure, chase through a, a, a ski resort and a casino. It's very evocative of like the Roger Moore James Bond movies. <laughs> they're like battling on skis on the snow, then they're in a casino, and, and just when it looks like she's about to catch up with her her uh, her doppelganger, um, who in this case is in a cloak with a mask and looks a lot like the movie version of Taskmaster. So I was actually thinking it might be Taskmaster for a bit, but um, but just as she's about to catch up with them, uh, the person who now has Domino's look powers uses her powers to make a old woman win a giant jackpot, which causes a frenzy in the casino, which causes a distraction. She's able to get away, and as she's getting away, and there's gonna be spoilers here, people. So if you don't want to hear. The end of issue number seven, so be it, move on. But as she's getting away, we pan to a splash page of her, and she pulls her cloak off, her hood off, and what is she but reverse domino? All black, ebony black skin, white eye patch, white hair. (sighs) What? Dude, let me tell you how cool this is. I own a reverse domino before Marvel created her. 
because Eric Bonham, who is an artist that was rep through Palo, maybe two years ago was at a con, one of the smaller cons. I arranged for him to do uh, a domino. No, no, it was at Her- the last Heroes, but then he mailed it to me. I asked him to do domino at Heroes. He didn't have it done. He mailed it to me, and he did reverse domino. He drew her all black with a white patch. And at the time, I was like, what the fuck? Like, but it looked cool. You know, it looked cool, but it wasn't obviously how Domino normally looks. Well, somebody must have seen that and thought, that's a great idea. And now we have reverse Domino. And unless <laughs> Because got, it all unless, goes back to you. Unless I, got sniped, <laughs> unless I got sniped, I'm the proud owner of that page. I'm waiting to find, get the invoice sent to me. Because it went up for sale today, and I put in the order. Nice. So... I am fucking giddy. Reverse domino, dude. Yeah. We can never have enough dominoes in the world. So in your travels, read X-Force. And also read X-Men, because X-Men number six was freaking awesome. All right, I, I just have a question. Right about. I have a question about that. Mm-hmm. So Charlie and company are holding Destiny hostage until Mystique does what they want her to do? Thanks for spoiling it for that, but... Uh... <laughs> No, dude, he just got to say yes. I'm sorry, read, but but that's but, fucked up. Yeah, it is. Like I I I I haven't been immersed in the series, but I thought, well, okay, let me just get at least caught up on it. That is nasty business. It is. Yeah. So how do these guys consider themselves heroes? I don't do think it? they do, though. I I don't, I don't think they've represented themselves at all under the Hickman Rose being heroes. They're heads of state but meant to. That's despicable. But that, well, that's but that's the key narrative to this Hickman run so far. They're not heroes. That's why Apocalypse is cool with being part of them. That's why Magneto's cool with like they, like they're. That's why Mystique has been like they, they. They're not heroes. They're just they're Xavier is giving them what they all always wanted. Why they were villains because they were willing to do anything, including killing humans, to keep mutant kind safe and or right, dominant I, I, and he's and they're but he that's their that is their new status quo they're that they're gods now so like now they've now they've they've leapt over the line of well it's okay if there's human collateral damage but now they're willing to use their own well remember they're not allowed to kill humans well no but I, okay unless they're defending themselves but to disregard to a certain extent the human agenda in favor of their own, but now they're using their own to further their agenda. So where's it going to stop? Well, that's the question. Yeah. I just thought it was like, what the frick? It's, it's despicable. It really is to, to enslave one of your own to your own ends. Like, yeah, that ain't, that's not cool. That's why, uh, (laughs) that's why Mystique's none too happy about it. Yeah, yeah, but it's not a huge spoiler. It was a pretty big spoiler. I mean, that's it's, it's really not. It's pretty it's, much like the, the I mean, jaw dropping than spoiler of the series so far. But yeah, is it what? No, I, I think that's a pretty big spoiler. I, I was guessing you wouldn't care too much about Reverse Domino. I think I'm probably I'm guessing there are maybe five other people on the Earth as excited by the by the Reverse Domino existing as Let, I am. Let's call it three. <laughs> it could be zero, right? I could be the one. You could be the one. <laughs> me and me and Ben Percy were the were the, were the two that are, so, we're excited about. This. Yeah, somebody just had the bright idea to to inverse it in Photoshop. It's like, hmm, that's not bad. 
<laughs> I, I mean, sometimes things are sometimes the simplest things are simple. Yeah, that's simple. Well, I'm. You know what? Regardless of who likes it, you like it, and it makes me happy that you like it. Yes. Well, I'm waiting for the invoice, but I, I, if I got sniped, I'm gonna beat some motherfucking ass. Oh. Well, be that as it may. Thank you, everybody, for being here. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, like I said, Instagram, Reddit, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all the time. Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. We have things in the works for Heroes Con. Yes. Very special things. Uh, we'll let you in on one, but not all, uh, Heroes exclusive t-shirts. Well, if you're a t-shirt person, maybe you'll want one, but that's not the extent of it. There are other, um, I, I don't, there are other little bits of EOC goodies that will pop up between now and then that we'll let you in on. And, um, uh, we, we haven't decided yet if they're going to be Patreon exclusives or if we're going to open them up to the general public. I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll talk about it. But uh, if the demand is there, then sure as hell, we'll open it up. So if you guys are interested uh, in 11 o'clock comics, e, uh, heroes swag, let us know and we'll see what we can do. That's all I'm saying. In the meantime, <laughs> say goodnight. My Lord. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> Music concrete. David. Uh, I eat. I'm not doing that sound again. No, no, it's rude. Oh, white claw. No law. No, no, it's not. not. Me. Oh, you can tell by the he can tell by the fizz. That's not no, white claw. Does, it's not me, David. It's not oh, okay. okay. Uh, you don't yes. know. You don't know. <laughs> <sighs> way too long no that. he's timing it he is definitely no, timing dude, it I, already, dude. I, I did it a while ago it was done when oh, I said it when you were all laughing about the white oh, that was stealth but I still think you're timing it how am I what am I doing dude you're your IT your IT you rely on technology you're timing it don't front okay yeah okay, okay. I got to stop he's got a metronome go. he counts the ticks what it is but it's probably not but anyway we'll be here waiting for you next time uh what are we doing next episode do we know it's not it's not uh, book of the month is it no. no it's not okay so come back next time we'll have some fun we'll be waiting for you go uh have a wonderful extended weekend if you do have, yeah if you do have one uh if you have someone to love god tell them multiple times go buy them something to make them feel good if they don't believe you i don't know but just go have a good time and we'll be back we love you we do obviously jason doesn't because he's not saying anything peace and love there you go we're out <laughs>